television show that's endorsed by the FBI. You didn't the other one that be talking to the popos. Poor sitting on 4G's. Can't afford Panamax. No, not 9-11. I call my homies not 9-11. I'm the one with the juice, but I never do my... Let's review tonight's... And tonight, it's all about justice, because we need your help to catch the bastard... personally guarantee you'll be protected. If you're afraid, you can remain anonymous. We don't tape the calls. We don't trace the calls. We just need the tips to get these guys off. Saturday on Raid of the Bahamas, Paradise Island in the elites. Let's make the world a much smaller place for these scumbags. So let's get right to it. Good evening and welcome to Reexamined. I am Gino. That is Megan Walsh. This is her show, folks. Reexamine with Megan Walsh. Megan, how are you tonight? I'm good. I'm really good. I decided to take a little trip. I am reporting live, actually, tonight from the Paradise Island Casino. You know, it's well. It's this is this is a pleasant surprise. I was not aware that you were on vacation, but it looks beautiful. I mean, uh, the weather, balmy, sunny, palm trees. How could it get any better? Do you Look have a cocktail? Works. Look at where I'm staying. I mean, I really can't afford this trip, but we're here anyways. <laughs> it's beautiful, guys. It's gorgeous. I gorgeous. can't wait to run into every politician and every CIA agent. <laughs> I'm actually getting recruited as we speak. You know, it's great being down here. It's wild. Oh, my gosh. And are you um, sucking on a cocktail by any chance? Yeah, yeah. I've got it right here. That's right. You'll see it once oh, in a while. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm really living it up these days. I'm stuck in a studio. You're out on the beach in the sun. Anyway. <laughs> you see it? Are the waves going in the background? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear them crashing. Hey, we should have made some animals. I need a vacation, y'all. I need a vacation. <laughs> yes. What, what? I said we should have made a little, I should have made you a one that had a little animation. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah. It'd probably yes. be way more believable <laughs> the fact that I don't think this hotel's even in operation. <laughs> now, I'm here. I'm here, though, in my own world on reexamined reporting live, you know, just as believable as the Adam Walsh story is. So <laughs> we're here. We're here, guys. And then I'll hand it over to say hi to our beautiful yes. Lindsay Mack, our other co-host. And been putting together amazing research for the past two episodes while I kind of take a back seat here for a little bit. It's good to have, I love when everybody else is getting involved and, mm -hmm. and bringing their own stuff to the table. I don't want it to be me just telling everybody I'm in this with everybody. So here yeah, we go. And, and Lindsay, I mean, I, I'm telling you, like every time she sends me something, I read through it. I'm like, 
how did she find this? <laughs> like, I'm just like, I don't know. And this is the thing again, we always say this every show, but where I just like, you know, keep we, digging and then I get on this other one and then I'll find something else like totally different, but, but still relatable. It's crazy. See, that's my problem. If I did that, I would be all over the place and then I would forget where I put the first thing and it wouldn't connect anymore. Like that, I'm horrible at like, you know, oh, organization. Like, yeah, there, <laughs> there, there you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, the old. How do you think I got in this mess, guys? <laughs> yeah, there. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, I'm taking a back seat for a minute. We did all the other stuff, so it's nice to have Lindsay to do kind of the more historical and pick up where some other people kind of started before. And it's super, it's super awesome to, yeah, Gina. I got to agree. I get she sends over these things, and I'm like, sis, this is this is wild. Where did you even find this? How 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 did you even find this? Yeah. Well, so. I think the, well, the cool like part the is video, he said he said that reporter, he said that, you know, even if there's bank records and things like that, that are not made public. All you have to do is go read newspapers, look at divorce decrees, look mm -hmm. at, um, uh, you know, subpoenas that they would put, they used to put in there. Um, anything legal like that, they used to put in the newspaper and then like the business ads and things like that. And then there you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's the cool like part of when we look for like the mortgage deeds and stuff. Right. Sorry, Jim. But... I was just gonna say, I just think it's cool that you do that and it allows the audience to participate in it. They can dig deeper into one of the subjects you're presenting and maybe they mm -hmm. find some, you know, morsel that we can bite into and get a little taste of. So, yeah. and as we've always said, this is audience participation. If, if you have information and you have, uh, you know, articles you've found or whatever, please go ahead and send them to us or you know, drop them in the chat, let us know. Um, and I would definitely like to see that. I mean, we, we need this to be uh, all of us working together just to solve solve these crimes that have been done for, you know, decades now and we're just sick of and it's got to come to an end. Megan, you know what we haven't done in a while either is Q&A with Megan. we got to get that in at some we point too. Oh, yeah, yeah, we haven't. We yeah. haven't. We could do it in the middle tonight. That'd yeah, be we'll good. see. We'll see if we, the audience has any questions for you. All right, yeah. well, what do you say, ladies? Shout you think out we should to just... the audience. Shout out to the audience. Shout out to you, to you yes. I was going to say, you know how you're saying how people could help. Well, uh, you'll see in a minute in one of the videos uh, compiled from Don Walsh, he's literally saying, oh, well, and if you want to get involved in the crime scene and, uh, you know, become an investigator and, like, you know, do some work like we do, then all you have to do is call our hotline and we'll tell you exactly how to do it. That's it. That's it. You can be anonymous. You can report even a suspected crime at this point. You just call and you remain anonymous and report the crime. Mm -hmm. Like federal kidnapping or fraud or things like that. Mm. Yeah. You know. All right, Lindsay, what do you say we get into this? Um, We've got a lot of so information. The first one is kind of like a recap of like how he's always, you know, how, of his story that he tells his own self and, um, you know, how he's so adamant about, I am a victim of a uh, murdered child. Like he yeah. always says that. And it's like, dude, like it's almost like he wanted to be that. It's how yeah. serious he is about it. So that's what we're about to play okay and we are talking about john walsh just so the audience is aware of that okay yep. here we go and before we get oh, started oh, oh. everyone 
everyone hit. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I just want to say everyone hit the like and subscribe yes. and please share it out. I'm going to share it while we're watching the clip again on my Twitter. So please, everyone, just hit those. I don't know what are all the red pills and red, likes yep. and thank yous and you're great. No, I don't know. And subscribe <laughs> and please share it out. Thanks, guys. I'm glad you said that, Matt, because I was actually going to say thank you because I have noticed everybody has been clicking on that thumbs up and it is helping. It's getting the view count up. I, I notice we're getting in the, um, sometimes we're in the algorithm now and it's our shows will pop up. So I appreciate that. We all appreciate it. We just thank you because um, it's, we're up against the machine, literally against the machine. It's these algorithms. So we really need your help, but uh, thanks again, Mike. Okay, here we yep. go. Thanks. Back in 1981, I had the American dream, the beautiful wife, the house in the suburbs, and a beautiful six-year-old son. And one day I went to work, kissed my son goodbye, and never saw him again. In two weeks, I became the parent of a murdered child, and I'll always be the parent of a murdered child. I still have the heartache, I still have the rage, I waited years for justice, I know what it's like to be there waiting for some answers. And over those years, I learned how to do one thing really well. And that's how to catch these bastards and bring them back to justice. I become a manhunter. I'm out there looking for bad guys. Okay, I have one question. And Megan, you're the only one that could probably really answer this. So when he says he's a manhunter and he's out there and he's the only one that can do this and he's gotten so good at doing it, is it really just John Walsh doing this? Because I, I just thought we were talking about a tip line where the general public is saying, hey, I got a tip on this guy. And, you know, he sends in his boys and, and they go clean up. Is Or am I missing yeah. something? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a valid question. I mean, we know that obviously if we if we go, like I said, to the obvious, there's networks behind him. And as we'll get into tonight, Rupert Murdoch and Fox Network being that. Uh, that machine behind him, if you will. But also, as we saw in the intro that Lindsay put together, you know, um, America's Most Wanted is like the only television show that's ever been endorsed and backed by the FBI. Uh, and then in his new uh, season of Reboot now, we see him uh, saying that he, that the, that did I freeze guys? Can you hear me? Okay, sorry, I froze for it. You guys froze for a second. You're good. Um, we see in the new intro him saying how the director of the FBI requested and contacted him to bring the show back because of this extreme lawlessness now in America that's just so, you know, unfabricated and and just out of nowhere, uh, right, guys? So, I think and I don't know if it. I mean, it, it wasn't like that. Um, known earlier whenever i found this or this week when i found this video he had uh scheduled with a fox news a uh guy a week ago and he's talking about a lot of this and it's it's really interesting the things that he says about the border and stuff so y'all mm -hmm. y'all get to see that one in a minute if you haven't seen it yet mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah well i think so far i'm the only man hunter here <laughs> But did you, do you know, did, could you uh, rewind it back and uh, put that question up I had? Yeah, I can go back. I'll have to skip through it. Hold on one sec. Yeah. Oh, got him. There we go. John, I think you got the wrong bad guys. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Covering for his, his cartel buddies and um, targeting if, compromised if, individuals. I, I guess, I don't know. I just, I always have questions. So it's like, if you're the manhunter and you're getting the bad guys, then why aren't the, if why is there this epidemic again? Is it because he went away for a little while and he wasn't doing America's Most Wanted? So all of a sudden everybody's, oh, good, John's off the streets. We can go commit crimes and get away with it now. Like, I don't even get that mentality. Well, it, I don't know if y'all seen my Twitter post about um, his third episode, I think it was, um, in the very beginning. Oh. He says that they've caught 1,191 um, fugitives so far. So you mean to tell me in uh, how many years that was it twenty five years now? Yeah, uh, that that's all you've got. That's all you got. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And the numbers, it's the numbers themselves are very weird to me. Like, yeah. And now they're focused, on, they're focused on families now. America's Most Wanted is a family show, apparently mm -hmm. focused on families for the first time in history. It's quite it's quite epic. There's a lot of a lot of amazing things happening in history these days, like never and before. And then he's bringing families on to the show, like in the studio to talk to them. Besides, yeah. besides the one criminal, I don't know if you saw that one on Twitter either, but you know, I just turned all. I just re, I just figured out the whole notifications thing. So I I just now I think it was yesterday, but to get all of your posts every time that you post, I. Watch yeah. out for the train. I don't know. In, in Paris, I was the Bahamas, wondering what they, that have, was. In the Bahamas they have these crazy trains around here. <laughs> they just... Right on the beach. <laughs> right on the beach. <laughs> crazy. Oh, <gosh>. uh, <laughs> you know, Lindsay, you bring up the uh, point about the um, number of arrests and all that stuff, right? Detainments, yeah. whatever. Like, is there a list? Like, can you go to America's Most Wanted website and, like, look at the criminals that have been locked up and, you know, these dirt bags? Or mm -hmm. is it like just words on a TV screen? <laughs> like, uh, yes, I mean, back. I haven't seen anything that says anything in in stone. Yeah, me neither. Well, that was I like mean, the example that I always bring up about my friend's murder, Lindsay Harris, you know, and, and seeing like that was really one of the first times that, you know, I had like a difference, like a fallout with my father was when I was in college and she was you know, groomed and trafficked out of the Finger Lakes and murdered out in Las Vegas. And parts of her body were found, you know, a state away in Illinois. And, um, and I watched America's Most Wanted and my dad make up like this whole narrative and essentially redirect from the, you know, the boyfriend pimp that we all know most likely for legal purposes, we know he did it. And, um, and they, you know, picked this fall guy literally called his name was neil falls they said was a serial killer oh because he went uh, a hooker in another state you know had him come over for a job and he she felt threatened and she shot him or killed him somehow i can't remember right now so i don't want to misspeak uh and in his pocket was a list of names and on that list it said Lindsay. So it had to have been all this connected serial killer when we know that it wasn't. It would, it's most likely someone that was connected to the Las Vegas Metro Police as well as the music industry. And Isn't he, it a, 
went on. I always to... find that, sorry to interrupt, but I always, because I don't want to lose this train of thought with where you're at. Like, yeah. I always find it amazing that these guys leave manifestos or diaries or a list. Um, like, I have never, the only list I have is when I go to Home Depot in the morning, so I remember what to get for the job. Like, I never... Right. Especially when you're going to commit a murder, multiple murders. Now, this guy actually had the serial killer kit in in the back of his car. And there's pictures of it all laid out like it was on a Hollywood movie set. You know, what's a serial killer kit? Rope, uh, tape, (laughs) a shovel. (laughs) Oh, my God. Ridiculous. I mean, it's really, it's really insane. I mean, this is like literal... CIA game playing, you know, false flag to make just like Otis Tool. The bad guys are telling us, guys, like literally Otis Tool said, y'all read too many books and they chose us to be the ugly faces, uh, you know, for the media, which is the asset of the deep state operatives and of, you know, three letter agencies, especially the CIA. And that's what the CIA is known to do is run around and do things covertly. The whole point is to not get caught. And I don't know if y'all remember uh, uh, what was his name uh, that ki- that killed uh, Kennedy, that they say killed Kennedy. What was his name? I'm having like a brain malfunction. Oh gosh, they were just talking about it tonight. Um, I always say, I don't know. I'm bad at names. Um, anyway, he was one that actually worked for the CIA. They actually said it out loud in the media back then. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, it's that all that. Example. Yeah, it is an example. And we've got, like we went over last time, you know, we've got huge connections here with Diplomat, not only the Diplomat Hotel, but now tonight we go into Paradise Island. And, um, you know, again, if we look in the history of that, Mary Carter Paint, uh, we've got Meyer Lansky, we've got Resorts International, we've got the CIA, essentially, is the point, and trafficking of, of all sorts. I actually found some new articles on uh, how they were actually, like, back in the 80s, were um, outing the CIA and the FBI as being the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if y'all, if I could share that. Um, that was one thing I forgot about, Gina. So, you I can, can share. share. It's just articles that we can look through. Yeah, if you haven't pulled up, go ahead. Okay, yep. Let me, oh, you know what? Let me do something real quick because I don't know if it's going to allow okay. me to share with if I don't change the setting. Sometimes it does. I found these pretty recently, stuff. so. Okay. Yeah, I'm to okay, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, Lee Harvey Oswald that you were thinking. I'm sorry. I was. There you go. I was like, oh, I couldn't. I'm so bad with names. Ah, where'd it go? You know, um, Lee Harvey Oswald, I remember, what was it, 91, I think that movie came out that they made uh, Oliver Stone with the JF, it was called JFK or whatever. And, um, And I remember, like, thinking, like, is, it? Al- is, is Oliver Stone like a... Oh, you are breaking up. Did y'all see it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, there's some see crazy. There's some crazy Adam theory. There's some guy on Facebook that you look up Adam Walsh and Oliver Stone and 
He's saying that Adam was taken with another with him and that Oliver Stone uh, filmed a snuff film on one of the wildlife uh, parks here in, in Florida or something like that. And that Adam was tusked by a rhino. And then this kid's scout there when this guy was a kid. I mean, there's like, wow. sorry, you brought up Oliver Stone. There's, oh my a, there's, even, a, there's even one of those out there that Adam really? was filmed in a snuff film by Oliver Stone and and gouged by a, a rhino in it. So, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Okay, never heard that one. All right, Lindsay, you want to go I ahead and read that? Once. I only did once. Yep. And then I <laughs> <laughs> the whole article. Uh, you cut out. I didn't hear you. Uh, what Sorry about the it, internet. It just, goes. Yeah, it, it's kind of blinking. Okay, a bit. there we go. Can yep. Oh, now you froze up again. Okay, now you're good. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. <laughs> I hate. Yeah, I, I hate internet. I mess it might be, but if Me Megan, if you can see it, go ahead and read it because I don't know. I can't see it. I can tell you that. I can see it. It says okay. the CIA has I'm going to honor Megan to read some if she doesn't mind. Yeah. Okay. So the CIA has refused every appeal for details of its secret relationship, uh, of a secret relationship with American and foreign journalists and the news gathering organizations that employed them, even though most have been brought to an end. But in interviews with scores of present and former intelligence officers, journalists, and others, the scope and substance of those relationships became clearer. Among the principal features that emerged were the following. The CIA has, a very, has at various times owned or subsidized more than 50 newspapers, news services, radio stations, periodicals, and other communications entities, sometimes in this country, but mostly overseas, that were used as vehicles for its extensive propaganda efforts as quote unquote cover for its operatives or both. Another dozen foreign based news organizations while not financed by the CIA were infiltrated by paid CIA agents. Uh, nearly a dozen American publishing houses including some of the most prominent names uh, in the industry have printed at least a score of the more than 250 English, English language books financed or produced by the CIA since the early 1950s, in many cases without being aware of the agency's involvement. Uh, if you want to scroll down, I can keep reading. I don't know if that's, but we know CIA and media assets, by the way, Epstein is media assets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just remind everyone. Um, but yeah, there's, we know so talking about going into the history lindsay you're muted and you can take over but going into the history of what we know about the cia and their operations and how they infiltrated the media they would yeah. uh, tell parts of you know what they what the truth was and then put in the information that they wanted to leak out and it be told as if it were all true go ahead yep um and then i have uh, one more yeah Little uh, Red Russian said Operation Mockingbird. Exactly. Exactly. What's up, Little Red Russian? Uh, let's see. Good to see you guys. Red Chief, 1111. We've got Karen Durst is out there. Our usual customers are here tonight. Good to see you guys. And a lot of Yay. lurkers over there on Rumble. 
All our okay. lurker friends are still there too. So thanks guys. And over on Foxwell, of course, good to see you also. Thank you for joining us on Reexamined with Megan Walsh. Um, our special guest host again is Lindsay, third week in a row, uh, going over some some of her research. So go ahead, Lindsay. Y'all see that new one? No, it's just yeah. a, okay. Now, there it, now it is. Yep. Okay, there we go. Um, and then here's another one. Just say, uh, you know, how they're just telling you right, right there in your face, like how the CIA is using the press as weapons to get mm -hmm. to the people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And why should we think like this isn't going on? Like all of a sudden they, they you know, they, they're like, okay, they got some scruples and they're like, oh, we, we're not going to do this anymore. We'll just, you know, play it, play it like cool and not interrupt things. We'll just let the American public go and let the media do its thing. It's like, this has been going on forever. And yeah, it's like, this is why it's... Especially Rupert Murdoch, yes. Except, <laughs> that's why I'm kind of like teeing it up. Yeah. So I just want y'all to notice that these articles were found in the Miami newspapers. And they were all both leading up to um, Adam's disappearance. So this one is December 26, 1997. So only four years before. So all this is leading up to literally his disappearance, which is just very odd. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, I think when people think all this kind of stuff, I mean, even me personally, before I had to dig into it and, you know, Adam's case and stuff, it's like you think this stuff is so like outdated or so long ago or like you know mm -hmm. in history and it's really not when you line up the dates <laughs> yeah i mean i think that uh you know i think that in the in general that you know they were actually producing good stuff in these newspapers like good information and um you know trying to get the truth out until they were infiltrated by by the CIA mm -hmm. and uh and the FBI. I have a, another article here. Oh, it reminds me of the courts, too, while you pull that up, mm -hmm. Lindsay. It reminds me of the courts. It's like we brought up on previous shows going over things like, you know, the judges were ruling to release the case files. The, the cops were asking, you know, do you think that there might be neglect or, you know, what's this relationship about, you know, with you and this younger lover in your house, you know, that moves out weeks before. And, you know, so we... You know, I, I, I agree with that, actually. It's just like even John Walsh, you know, I believe like we've we've said in our intro last week that you did, you know, about did the do, do they start out good and then they're already compromised individuals or, you know, at what point, you know, does it take a turn? I was also looking at the McCann while she's doing that right now. I was looking at the McCann case today and people were talking about it on my Twitter and uh, I found it interesting because it was like these two cases of like actually where, and I hate to say it, I'll be the bad guy, but where the parents, it was child neglect or abuse in these cases. And then they got this like first, you know, this huge media outpouring, which we know is, is part of what happens in this playbook of the CIA and getting something out, especially false flags. And then we see a political agenda that was achieved, you know, thereafter from those cases, um, both Adams and McCann's. Obviously, we talk about the other ones, too, and we'll get more into that as the show and the series goes on. 
But, you know, I just thought that was very interesting because we don't, <clears throat> you know, we need to start bringing in the correlations and the playbooks, but also to see that, you know, these were originally, aside from anything else, anything, how the children died, who was there, who covered it up, was it a cover, any of that stuff. These two cases specifically were, you know, originally parental neglect and abuse, you know, and, uh, and it seems like the police, at least in Adam's case, I guess I took that a little far out there because it was just on my mind while she was doing that. Um, but, you know, we have to be looking at these cases in terms of that as well. You know, what did uh, these cases, you know, allow to happen or prompt to happen, right? I guess would be the way to put it. Um, you know, what did it spark to then be created and how does that affect us to this day and who was behind that? That's that's what we're talking about tonight, and especially with these locations like Paradise Island and areas that are known for CIA presence or these kind of activities going on. Go ahead, Lens. I hope that was enough time. <laughs> You're muted too, by the way. We have a lot of technical issues on this show. Okay. <laughs> Well, it like for after I, it sits there for a minute, it'll like go down, like it'll uh, menu, and I'm like, "Where's my menu?" Oh, okay, it's it's not you, it's the internet's thing. It is. It's just how it works. It's frustrating. Okay. Y'all see the FBI right That's now? Push. Yeah. It's the internet. It yeah. Is. Go. Yeah. Go ahead. Can, can you read me? it? Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Apparently not. What is okay. your inner uh, your, your internet is i can't see it i'm sorry <laughs> my eyes are never going to be able to see that but if megan can read okay, it but read. i can read it, read it. Or yeah. You can read it. Yeah. yeah if you can see it read it lens okay um so the fbi has been working in cooperation with the cia on the whole communist muddle in the dominican republic there has been from the start an exchange of all information on both sides there was no disagreement between the two agencies on the seriousness of the red takeover threat. The idea that the FBI has required to limit its investigative operations to the U.S. since the CIA took over the rest of the world is quite true either. The FBI's counter-espionage activities touch on many hemispheric countries, even if the CIA has prime jurisdiction. In some of our Latin American embassies, FBI operatives function as legal adjectives. Um, is that how you say that? I've never seen I haven't seen that word. Uh, moreover, many of the contracts set up by the FBI through the Americas during World War II remain valuable sources of information, which first reaches the FBI, then is passed on to the CIA. And the CIA is also dependent on the FBI for spy data obtained in the U.S., including Puerto Rico, in its effect to um, in its effect to pinpoint brewing communist revolution south of the border. This FBI information of often vital and conclusive. It is it includes literally tons of reports on South American diplomats and their staffs are diplomats on the fringes of their United Nations assignments, intelligence information and my can you think covering it can someone finish it out of the cuban uh exile and then it cuts off yeah hmm. which remember cuba is where 
all of Joe Matthews, the, the detective polygrapher specializing in nonverbal interrogation techniques that, you know, declared that Otis Toole was Adam's killer. All of that work and his investigation is lost somewhere in Cuba. Let's not forget. Convenient. Yes, very convenient. Thank you, Gino, for pointing. <laughs> yeah. All right, Lindsay, do you want to read another one or uh, you want me to go back to the uh, videos here? Yeah, so this one, um, it just goes to show you where we'll get to a little bit more on that um, in just a minute uh, about the airlines. Um, as we know, um, the story of Monaghan, uh, John Walsh's first uh, boss at the diplomat, um, was known to identify bodies and things like that as if he was some type of, uh, you know, criminal investigator or an analyst or something. Or a um, cleanup guy. It makes me believe that he, I honestly could tell you, I haven't like found proof yet, but I'm almost positive that he was in, he was in the CIA as well. Uh, but I'm determined to find, but anyways, um, he, um, identified the airplane that crashed. Um, Megan knows a lot more of that story. Um, so that would go along with the airlines. And also, um, I think we'll show that clip that we showed a couple times before that has the Paradise Islands telling um, telling us the who the new, the new man for Paradise Island is, which is Don Walsh. And it also mentions the airlines as well in that same article. So that would attach both of them together. Um, so. Yeah, CIA and FBI and John Walsh and John Monaghan and the locations. Yeah, what? and Jack Anderson, I just want to remind people, was a uh, key asset man for George Bush, who was in, very heavily involved in the money laundering uh, process and uh, in Miami and Texas and also in the Bahamas. So that's thank you, Lens. That's real. Yep. So we don't really have to read it. It's kind of just more there just so the viewers can see, you know, what's going on and everything like that. Well, and a lot of air transportation, a lot of, you know, we know that John Monaghan um, had Cessna airplanes that he would have the um, seats gutted out of. And we have that documented um, in, in, in records and different things on Monaghan. So here we see a lot of like, you know, bought and sold air transport companies all over the world, <clears throat> you know, another Southern air transport, a Miami-based firm uh, is also fingered by, by Marchetti as a CIA subsidiary. So we're talking, you know, media, we're talking about, you know, corporations that have to do with aspects and elements of trafficking, right? Um, you know, airports and huge supply bases were secretly established up country close to the action. You know, guerrilla chieftains were recruited to lead. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you know, it, it's just very interesting when you start to look into, you know, the CIA without just, you know, what the everyday, I think, conception it is of it, or if we ever even really thought about it before. I didn't exactly spend days thinking about the CIA in my life before all of this. So I don't think many, <laughs> and I was in it, I was in all of it. So, um, but yeah, I think we see, it's like, 
you know, it's really becoming obvious, especially with the things that are happening in my case and and in my life currently with my brother being put, uh, you know, as the co-host for the new America's Most Wanted. And that's, you know, he he originally started the music industry. Then he was forced to leave that by my parents and put in the National Center for Missing Exploited Children and then into TV. Um, and my dad, you know, gave him the positions to build his resume and to get those things. So it's like we have to ask the question if people can be installed, you know, like we're watching my brother be installed, essentially, then, you know, is that what John Walsh was? Was he installed by Rupert Murdoch and, you know, the the agencies that be, um, especially with his lifestyle that we've now gone over of, you know, drug use and playboy lifestyle and glam and you know all that kind of stuff the hotel business and the glamour and and the appeal behind that um and you know did was this you know that he was up with these kind of people working with them started small was moved up got involved you know something happens to his son or maybe they say and then another thing that we know about the cia is that they will do false things like um gosh i wish i had it in front of me right now or knew it was going to come up but i was watching something earlier today about cia agents that have come out since and left the agency because they couldn't deal with what you know was being done and and what they were seeing and you know one of them even said how like you know i got i got caught and busted for espionage and they told me even though they told me like yes you're gonna you might get caught there'll be a fake trial you you might be in prison for a little bit he said and i faced a, a, a shooting squad and and i knew it was fake but I even, you know, lost my my control of my bladder, you know, he said, and, and he said, you know, I'm here today, but, you know, the extent that they can fake these things is my point. So, you know, in theory, theorizing here, shout out to theorizing theorists, because he always says that, but, um, you know, theorizing here as one of the angles, you know, was John Walsh up in all of this? Uh, they got an opportunity and, you know, maybe it was a, we'll fake this, your son will survive, or, you know, I, I don't usually go into that because we don't know whether he's actually dead or alive, but, you know, something to that that effect, right? And And maybe it went the way it was supposed to, maybe it didn't, but is John Walsh, you know, already connected uh, to these kinds of entities prior to Adam going missing. I think that would be fair, guys, to extrapolate. I to, um, just read this little piece um, I forgot about uh, in this same article where it mentions Miami. So Southern Air Transport, a Miami-based firm, is also fingered by Marchetti as a CIA subsidiary. The sole purpose for, this, for the existence of the SAT he inserts is that the CIA be ready for the contingency that someday it will have to ferry men and material to some Latin American countries to wage a clandestine war. Ah, (laughs) isn't that interesting (laughs) with what we we see today? We have the CIA, the FBI, Cuba, Colombia, um, you know, Miami, the Bahamas, all these islands, like all these Hispanic um, countries constantly mm-hmm. all put together, like they're all in articles and like things like that. It's like, you know, it's obvious they're all connected. So mm-hmm. why? And then, not and even, then not, even, 
not even mentioning Iran Contra at the time. Like, yeah, a little and there. that too. That's what's crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um. So, what was I gonna say? Oh, oh. And then, as we know, I don't know if y'all will go back and watch some of these pieces of all the all the shows leading up to now that John Walsh did, which I did put a few together that y'all see in a minute. Um. He's literally all he's talking about is the people he wants. It are either Hispanic, they're from Cuba, they're the cartel, yeah. they're mafia, uh, like, they're from Cuba, like, oh, they're, he's, he's, back, he's, those last seen at the Mexican border, uh, like, every time, and it's at least, every episode, there's at least one, if not all, the fugitives that are wanted on that specific show are literally in those, in those genres. So was it like the American cartel front guy out going after their uh, competition? What are we talking about? We can unshare the screen, I think. Um, but what what are we talking about here? Is this like, hey, we're the American cartel because we know John Walsh is up with Bush heavily and everything, you know, moving forward. And uh, when he's doing America's Most Wanted. And then we've got all these certain guys being profiled right are we getting where i'm going here without saying Absolutely. It? <laughs> no i think that's a great point that is such a great point i think keep elaborating on that because i think look you were talking earlier about being installed right and mm -hmm. i think we can't skip over the part that the cia and caa are basically the same thing <laughs> they're just you know parcels of each other and and the involvement in hollywood to create people that look like a star like a star is made out of a terrible situation you know mm -hmm. i.e john walsh i mean i don't think that's far-fetched at all they always are i mean that's what what does satan do he finds you at your lowest and he offers you your heart's desire right look at all these celebrities or different things you hear it's either nepotism and they're installed that way generationally yeah. or you see you know oh she was a stripper or he was in you know he was a correctional officer rick ross you know things like that where then you're installed which Rick Ross actually connects to my brother's side of the music industry and his past and history. And we know what Rick Ross does and what he's connected to similar to all of these players in all of these places that we're talking about tonight. So generationally, or my point uh, that I was getting at is that, you know, it's these celebrities who, you know, Oh, I was discovered. Remember that the whole, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. these people. So you're giving people like everything that they could want money and riches and everything that is the devil. So that's literal guys. This isn't like some just Christian thing. This is literal evil um, that you're offered to sell your soul. That's how you sell your soul. You become then a puppet for them. And then you are assigned, you know, you get to, we always see the artists and stuff come out with like their first you know, albums or their first works and stuff that are, you know, them and, and all that. And then over time we see how they become more commercial, their look changes, their style, um, and they become handled. And that's something that mm -hmm. I talked about a lot after uh, leaving the industry, you know, in 2017 um, and really how the, the industry, how the industry traffics talent or people that are aspiring talent, um, how they all network and have a racket together and in their individual places and 
and uh, you know how that breaks down, how couples are arranged. It's like literal arranged marriages. It's very incestual mm-hmm. too. You know, they're all. You see, this star was married to this this star, and then they got divorced, and that star married the other star, and you know, it's it's. I do want to, uh, which uh, like what Megan's talking about. We're gonna go on a key key character in the media who's always in the media, just like John Walsh. We'll talk about in a minute who's a star. Um, who we know has been in the media a lot about scandals and things like that. But I wanted to mention before we get off the CIA subject, which we'll probably won't because it's all connected. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, John, I mean, Bob Graham was the governor at the time and a little bit after uh, during this time of uh, Adam's disappearance. And while John Walsh is going through these, you know, instances of, um, you know, being a diplomat, Head, head of the diplomat and then put head of the Paradise Island Hotel. Um, so he he was a very key character, I believe, because he literally was the CIA advisory board member. Um, he was head of that CIA advisory board for that for Florida. And he also um, was the chairman of commission and prevention of the WMD proliferation and terrorism. Uh, also, he wrote a book uh, that he published um, that's called Intelligence Matters, the CIA, FBI, and Saudi Arabia. Another one of those key places. I'm going to go grab my charger. I didn't realize my, my computer wasn't on charge. Um, Gina, while we're, if you want to play that, can you play yep. that video, the CIA? Well, before we go into that real quick, uh, also I wanted to note, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, I think I did, maybe not. Clinton, Bill Clinton was also the governor of Arkansas at the same time Bob Graham is the governor of Florida Mm -hmm. during this time, right before Adam disappeared and right after and at the same time John Walsh is getting all these promotions and moving up into the industry. So That's a good one. Yeah, that's a big one. Yep. Okay, you want me to play the um, old, the America's Most Wanted videos, right? No, the CIA John, one. The oh, CIA the hunt, one. hunters, the hunters one. The CIA one with the um, airplane, about the airplanes and how Clinton is in. Uh, Those I airplanes believe... again. Do I have that one? Yeah, uh, liver. Remember? <laughs> well, let's skip. Let's skip that one now, and I'll try to find it. I don't know why it's not. No, find it now. No, just, you can't I would find, love it. To find it. No, I've okay, got everything uploaded, it, but I don't see that one. Unless I labeled uh, it wrong. Well, just here. Let me. Let's. Let's go ahead and play the, um, the John Walsh thing right now. Because I think that's going to help tie it in. Yeah. This is the kind of case that I should never have to talk about. Here's a perp with a brutal capital murder charge within a stone's throw of the Mexican border with resources to run. And a judge somehow thinks he's not a flight risk. Now, Carlos Torres was last seen in Laredo, Texas. He's 5'7", about 180 pounds, has brown hair and brown eyes. Investigators believe he's no longer in the Houston area, that he may be getting help from family members and has the financial support 
to go just about any place. An enforcement agency supervisor from Miami named Robert Jara. He finally disclosed to me and asked me not oh, to. Oh, that is this uh, one, Gina, my bad. The airplane, told me that if I did, that I would just You're be good. ordered to give it back to him. That, in fact, the DEA did have a large financial interest in the aircraft. At this point, Hadaway's investigation into Barry Seal's drug smuggling activities at Rich Mountain Aviation came to a screeching halt. Six months later, Seal's plane left Mina. The next time the sheriff heard about it, it had crashed in Nicaragua during a gun-running mission to the Contra rebels. Hadaway's run-in with the DEA would have gone unnoticed, except for an April 1987 broadcast on CBS's West 57th Street called The CIA Connection, Drugs for Guns. Do you really believe the government decided to get into the drug business in order to pay for the Contra? The American government. Uh, and quite as it may sound, I, I believe that not only decided to get into it, I think they orchestrated the whole thing. I need more on that. Bring it up a bit. Go ahead. There you go. These two Fort Smith men saw the story and were discussing it in a local bar. An assistant U.S. attorney overheard their conversation and told him his office was working on a case just like that. He mentioned that their office had a case and that in the process of that, they had contacted some people in Florida for some assistance and that another agency in Florida had contacted their office and told them to drop the case to get off of it. Bothers me to think that a competent attorney's office could be restrained from doing its job. It's, uh, that's what bothers me. These men also say the attorney said the case in question involved Barry Seal activities in the MENA area. The Congressional Subcommittee on Crime has now begun its own investigation into the MENA connection. Tomorrow night, we'll show you how a probe into a money laundering scheme in MENA seems to have gone nowhere. And to our friends in Mexico and Central America, we want to hear from you too. Please send us your tips. Before we go, let's review tonight's cases. The DEA says Carlos Acosta is a member of Colombia's Medellin cocaine cartel. He's wanted for kidnapping. Gandhi Guzman is also from Colombia, an alleged hitman suspected in 15 killings. Next Sunday, a San Diego woman who dreamed of flying. Now her flight instructor is accused of her murder. I'm John Walsh. Thanks for joining us this Labor Day weekend. And good night from Washington. I don't like to leave the safety of the car, so the right thing to do is get toward the sidewalk, get as far away. So they got to turn around. around. And they got to uh, turn around and come after you and scream to uh, your top of your lungs. Because the kids who scream and say, this is not my father, this is not my father, I need help, help, help. They're the ones like that little girl did the right thing. I'm going to add something else, so another wrinkle, and that is what's coming across our border. Not only thousands, or tens of thousands of people we don't know, dare I say, eight million. We are finding people turning up on the terror watch list. And these are the people in countries. 700 of them, 700. Yeah. But if I could just put this up, uh, prior to, if you take a look at 2017 to 2020, during the Trump years, you had two uh, in 2017, six in 2018, and then three in 2019 and 2023. Now... You have, in from 2116 to 98 and 22, last year 172, 336 so far this year. What's going on? How could, and they get to stay. They get to stay. So I was the only guy allowed at Ground Zero. I went on day two, and I'll never forget it, the burning and the smelling and all that type of stuff. 
It only took 19 of those guys to take down the towers. We now have 700 that we know of terrorists that have come in this country from different terrorist groups. Hamas, Hezbollah, uh, uh, you know, all the different, the Houthis. Um, what are they going to do in here? They're not coming here to work at the Boys and Girls Clubs. They're coming here to, to kill Jews and kill Christians and take down our society. 700 of them walked across that border. And, and you know, I have a wonderful housekeeper from the Philippines, and I have guys, Latin guys, all, many of them over the years work on my ranch. They're furious. They're asking the same question. She said, I waited in line eight years to be a citizen. It cost me $7,000. I had to learn English, pay my taxes. How, and the guys in my barn says, 10, 10 million what? illegals have come in here. They're going to take our jobs. They're going to work for less. Why, why did we wait in line? Why did we wait in line? And I asked the no, question, cops, uh, uh, service people will ask me, why did Biden fire 8,000 servicemen, colonels, Green Berets, special forces, because they wouldn't take a COVID shot? Have any of these 10 million people been tested no, no. for tuberculosis, for COVID, nothing? They walked across, and I was in California last week, and Gavin Newsom I'm says, if one. you can sneak into California, we'll pay for your sex transfer. Uh, your sex There's trans a conspiracy uh, theory. <laughs> And you get a phone, and and people don't know that you the know, government is giving these guys that come quick? in here TSA pre-check. That costs there, him. but I think he was like trying to like say something that was supposed to be said, something about sex slaves. There's there's a Let's lot see. of that with Johnny Boy. Yep. Just like about 15 Learn English, seconds. pay my taxes. How, and the guys in my barn says, 10, 10 million illegals have come in here. They're going to take our jobs. They're going to work for less. Why, why did we wait in line? Why did we wait in line? And I asked the question, cops, uh, uh, service people will ask me, why did Biden fire 8,000 servicemen, colonels, Green Berets, special forces, because they wouldn't take a COVID shot? Have any of these 10 million people been tested no, for tuberculosis, for COVID, nothing? They walked across. And I was in California last week, and Gavin Newsom says, if you can sneak into California, we'll pay for your sex transfer, uh, your sex transfer. Uh, operation and your general health care and you get a phone and and people don't know that the government is giving these guys that come in here tsa pre-check that costs 80 bucks so you can get in the line soon right. it, it, these people that work for me are so furious about right. what's going on on the border i talked to the same ones John the biggest thing let me yeah. just say the no, most important thing. we had my orcas who i can't stand the arrogant smile before a subcommittee in a month and a half ago and the question was how many how many unaccompanied minors from oh, six funny. years old to 17 were pushed across the border in three months? He put his head down. He says, I don't know. But they knew. And they said 85,000. And I prepped him for the questions. All you simply had to do was take a Q-tip DNA swab, put it in a little jar, take a picture. Where are you DNA. from? Your six-year-old girl, your seven-year-old girl. You That's from it. Acapulco, Nicaragua? Yeah. Where are you? So, it, 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 and they, you know what he said? We didn't do any of that. 85,000 kids, and where are they going? The cartel charges $3,000 to bring your, your Mexican or Central American little 14-year-old daughter, guaranteeing she's going to work as an illegal maid at the Ritz-Carlton in L.A. Uh-uh. They get across like the border, eagle, it, it, that eagle pass. Yep. 
Who's waiting for them on the other side? MS-13, the biggest sex traffickers in the world. Other gangs are waiting. And we don't know where 85,000 kids were pushed across that border. Everything you said is factual. You're not talking politics. No, you're talking no. facts. And ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be an election coming up. And if we don't change, uh, we don't change leadership, we're going to have more of that. It's only going to get worse. Close that border today. Right? Today. John, thanks so much. I cannot wait to, I've been watching your show the first two weeks. The ratings are off the charts. Uh, watch them again, not only, uh, no, not only not. on Fox, the big Fox, but also on Fox Nation streaming beginning on Mondays at 8 o'clock. Uh, oh, that is going to be awesome. Thanks, John. I'm oh, so confused. I'm so confused. Does John Walsh know what side he's on? I don't think he. Exactly. I don't know. And that's what I was gonna say. Like, okay, you're against the Latin and the Hispanic pe uh, people on your show, but then you're you. Ha that's who you have working for you. Like, what? And you want to shut down the border because you're against these people. And then how does he know how much it costs for a child uh, to go to to get taken by the cartel? Like, how much? How does he know? He's the expert. He knows these things. When was this? When was this interview done? Do you know? Exactly. Okay. And how long? This is what I. This was my point. So this the interview was done a week ago. How? And what did I say? I think it was the last show or the show before, maybe even or another podcast I was on. But I said, watch in a couple of weeks. I think it was literally the last show. I said, watch. Where are they talking about the border? Where are they talking about certain things? I said, watch, they will now that I've said it. And here is my father on talking about the border. Now, also, which side are you on? Because you're not a Trump supporter. So you're saying close the border, but then all the other stuff we just went over, that's contradictory. And we know that you're up with best buds with Biden and Obama and Clinton and everything that we've already established. You've established for us, John Walsh. Thank you. So I guess I'm just that talking. Was about that was my whole point. That was my whole point of this video is, is because we know what we know the background. We know what he's been involved in and uh, how he got to this point. So it's, you know, to me, obvious that he's covering for the media and the higher in CIA, FBI government officials. He's literally, and then here he is. Oh, they had to bring him in for the election stuff. You know, it's like literally yeah. his, it, it's literally, it, it's their cover up guy for everything. Everything. And I feel like another, you know, kitschy term, but real is paid opposition. I mean, my dad has mm -hmm. literally been paid opposition from day one coming out about Adam's case and saying that the police couldn't, you know, the local police couldn't handle it and figure it out. So we need federalized policing. We need these bigger efforts. We need a national center for missing exploited children. That's only increased the issue since it started, you know, um, and allowed and was the prototype for all these other, you know, NGOs and initiatives and all these think tanks and globalist agendas. So, um, so here we have them I, right on Fox, guys. Good. I thought I thought there was an interesting little tidbit about just getting a swab and getting their DNA because he has a really yeah. good connection. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Megan, is, doesn't Joe Matthews have a place that checks DNA? Like that would he does, work he does, side and then by side it, with each other. He does. And then his buddy, you know, Ernie Allen and, and Ashton Kutcher over at Thorne and all their DNA and, and their stuff too. So yeah, he does. Joe Matthews would know about that. Who still, by the way, has not gotten back to me about having a phone call and talking. It's so bizarre. The second, you know, he was really quick when I, he didn't know who I was, but 
interesting how I haven't heard back from him at all. You'd think somebody with, you know, such clearance and knowledge and involvement would be more than happy to exactly. step up. I also wanted to make a note about that Filipino maid that John Walsh yep. brought up, who's actually the nanny that's raising my children, who they planted in my home, uh, who used to, right before working for our family, worked for another family through the same agency that owns us, William Morris Endeavor. So she was a nanny for that family of filmmakers and would take care of their children while they were never home. And uh, then she was presented to me as just a maid at uh, a hotel in, ups in the Finger Lakes in Skinny Atlas, the Sherwood Hotel. But when I called the Sherwood Hotel, they would never answer me and they would never tell me that she actually ever worked there or not um, and avoided all of that background that I was trying to check into. Um, and she is also the one who got up and testified on the stand after my parents gave her my entire farm, gave her the tiny house, gave her my entire life, including a car that we found was put under even my name for insurance, um, that she was driving around. So they've essentially given this Filipino nanny, uh, who's not a maid. They were treating like a slave and a maid when I wouldn't give them my children, they would use her as leverage and say, well, then we're going to keep her up at our house. Polishing silverware is literally the quote. Um, and uh, until you want to give us your children. Um, so, so just a little background there on that, that, uh, that Filipino maid, he, you know, well, and he's very geographical with his people. So he's yes. got the Philippines made, and then he's got these leather workers that are like Argentina, Argentina. Argentina. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, very, very diverse on the ranch. Oh, yes, yeah. and, and also his assistant is a big player in this, who uh, also is friends with the neighbor that uh, showed up, who's an ex-cop. So they're all connected. Um, and the two of those ladies, his assistant and this next door neighbor's wife, are Jehovah's Witnesses. So. Mm -hmm. They're also involved, and and I think big influences in the shunning aspects of this case. The Jehovah's are very good at that shunning, mm -hmm. cult, defaming, terrorizing, and keeping your children in the cult and brainwashing them, as we see is what's fundamentally going on. If we take out all the John Walsh narrative, you know, He's Megan, I don't want to. He is. He is very good. I don't want to make mm -hmm. excuses for Joe Matthews, but maybe he doesn't have long long uh, distance service on his cell phone i don't know in the same state just... i know i know <laughs> i was I know. hoping you were gonna say in the same state yeah <laughs> well i did i'm just just well, trying I to help <laughs> i did i you know i'm sorry not sorry yeah just trying to help it's not helping because that's not viable any longer uh so but then there's also the people gatekeeping the person saying that they're Lily and Adam and alive. And so, you know, it's a crazy world. I'm just living in it, uh, trying to, uh, again, figure out my life has been all about John and Reve Walsh. They, uh, they can't well, get it. Uh, well, let's learn about his uh, second boss uh, that brought him to Fox. Um. Mm -hmm. Gina, would you play that one? For, while, you're going, while, you're bringing, while you're bringing, while you're bringing, hang on, just a second. Sorry, I was muted. Go ahead. I, I want to remind people of something before because you said second boss, but 
Actually, uh, at the diplomat, he had two bosses, uh, John Monahan, and one was Bill Collins. I just want to remind people real quick before we go right. into report. Um, Bill Collins was another executive at the Diplomat Hotel whose wife or ex-wife then uh, came forward in 1987, a few months after the Finders cult, um, you know, was uh, was uh, exposed through the arrest of the two gentlemen and, and the, the taking in of the six children in Florida. And um, she came forward. And she said that she actually believed that Bill Collins might have been part of the finders cult or involved in it uh, because of the fact that she divorced him because he was molesting her son, her biological son, John. Um, and also when, you know, he had he had tested her out a couple of times, like she had picked him up from the diplomat hotel and there was like a book of nude young men uh, in the back seat, and she found it, you know, like how, how weirdos kind of do that. Oops, you found it to feel out if you're okay with it or not kind of a thing. Um, and she was like, uh, no, heck no, you need to get rid of this book. And he was like, oh, somebody just left it at the hotel. Okay, I'll get rid of it. And I guess she found it later or something like that again. Also, they were arguing, and uh, I guess a, a little trinket box or something had gotten knocked off the dresser during an argument, and out of it fell um, small Polaroid pictures of nude children on bearskin rugs or animal rugs in front of, in, on like some sort of set looking, which we know that the Finders Cult had the warehouse outside of D.C. where they were doing these, these kinds of things with children. Um, so she came out about it. And so there was police reports made. We have those. Um, and then we also have it noted and documented that this was all taken then to John Walsh, who in 1987 was well established in the National Center for Missing Exploited Children. He was this, you know, child savior, right? And uh, when they went to him about his old boss, uh, you know, and told him all of this, his response, quote unquote, was, don't worry about Bill Collins. And then uh, it kind of got dropped from there when we just talked about earlier, his his other boss, John Monahan, showing up on all these scenes, kind of being a cleanup guy, uh, appearing, if you will. And here's John Walsh, which then right before my children were taken, uh, you know, I think many know that, you know, I was giving information about different uh, crimes and um, trafficking rings and different things uh, that then ended up he he's to this day is covering for using his blackmail or leverage within my case um, and then came and took my kids instead. So I think we see a little bit of a pattern if that if that makes sense, if I explain that right. Yeah, and uh, also want to notate um, that John Monaghan's son, Michael Monaghan, was a known criminal as well. Late, yeah, later in life. So we have his boss, John Monaghan's son, who was also looked at at the time because he was 20 years old. Uh, days surrounding Adam's disappearance, he had an incident at a skate park, a local skate park with a teenager at 20, and he chased the uh, boy into like a service room or whatnot with a machete and yeah, you can pull that one up. yeah it was hacking at the door you know, and, okay but that's a later one so while you pull mm -hmm. that up Gina, i'm going to keep explaining that then late so the machete incident happens around the time of adam when this this uh michael monahan who is john monahan's son 
uh, is, you know, has this machete incident. Okay. And then later in life, as Gino's pulling up, we'll see that Michael Monaghan actually did time for uh, kidnapping and extortion and, and things of the same nature of a mob-like activity or behavior or CIA, who knows? No, no, his was more mob. His was more just dirty streets. Yeah. <laughs> do you, I have the article. I mean, do you want me to pull it up now since we're talking about it? Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's what you okay. were supposed to be doing oh, while I was okay. talking I, about it. Okay, now that, I, okay, it's okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Lindsay. I was trying to talk while you were doing, trying to buy some time there while you're pulling it up. Linz, you want to, you want to talk about this, honey? Oh yeah. Um, so I just thought it was crazy how they put, um, his little, his picture here, um, for this part too, um, has, you know, in the suit, he's in the suit and then he's in, you know, fighting crime TV, like, you know, like he's some bad, you know, big guy that's going to, you know, get all the bad take all the bad guys down which they continue to do um but um so i'm gonna read this one it's uh they named it gone underground uh walsh family friends served time for extortion today michael v monahan is the convicted felon a federal jury in jacksonville found monahan and three other men including the son of reputed uh south florida crime bo family boss guilty of extortion in 1990 <laughs> We've got night owl babies. Oh. I'm oh, so okay. sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah. Her husband is a correctional officer. So. Yes, and <laughs> I have to keep them tame. And it's like the other one wants to pick on the other one and not go to sleep. So apologies. <laughs> um, so then uh, federal, let's see, where was that? Oh, you said 1990. Yeah. Yeah, in 1990. He abducted. Um, they abducted a Dade stockbroker who failed to pay back $40,000 loan borrowed at 50% interest. Um, but before the case went to trial, the victim stockbroker, Christopher James Loisel, disappeared. His corpse turned up in a ditch in rural Manatee County uh, March 15, 1990. Someone had shot him five times in the chest. It was a professional-type job, said Gail F. Connolly with the statewide prosecutor's office. He had been driving his mother's car and the car was found with latex residue indicating someone was wearing latex gloves. The culprit or culprits even stripped the seat covers to take away the hairs and fibers, uh, Connolly explained. Prosecutors used a statement Loisel made before his death. Plus, tape-recorded phone calls and a federal judge gave Monaghan five years. He served four years in prison for something he didn't do, his father said. My son is underground. I swear to you on my wife's grave, I don't know a, I don't know where he lives, and I don't know what his telephone number is. Oh. The, the Herald tried to reach uh, Michael Monaghan, leaving replicated, or, sorry, repeated messages with his father in a note at the house of an acquaintance in Davie. He didn't respond. Defense attorneys said that four defendants passed polygraph tests about the stockbroker oh. murder. Who are the suspects? Joe, do, um, do we know who did those polygraphs? Sorry. Okay. Sorry, guys. I who are the suspects? I can't really answer that because it's still under investigation. 
It's not a closed case, said Connolly. So state, I mean, case still open, Hollywood Detective City's uh, three potential suspects. Neither is the killing of Adam Walsh, said Paul Dungan, a top aide to Hollywood Chief Richard Witt. I've been asked by the boss to not dwell into, into, into the particulars of the case. Hollywood Detective Mark Smith, an anal analytical and persistent detail man, is on the case. Always on the case. That's all. Oh, We're on the case. Mark Smith is always on the case. And and I love that they love uh, canals and ditches. And I love mm -hmm. this whole stripping the car, which is interesting because in the oddest tool case, they just, they lost all the carpet samples for any DNA that could be done. They lost an entire car and they lost the carpet samples conveniently mm -hmm. out of Adam's case that would determine whether it was even human or animal blood. They didn't even get mm -hmm. to that level. So, so uh, the Hollywood, oh, wait, oh, Hollywood detectives, Mark Smith, an analytical and persistent detail man is on the case. Was he the detail man to detail the car? Just saying. And on Adam's case, he was involved in Adam's case as well. In court the other day, Detective Smith said that there were three potential suspects. He said one had been a suspect from a very early some, from very early on, said Thomas Julian, an attorney for newspapers fighting for the police files. Oh, they're fighting for <laughs> the police files again. Jeez. Okay. Uh, and one had come to light in the last six months. And one, he didn't say really when that person had become a suspect, said Said Ter Terwillinger, Walsh's attorney, the new suspect in the case is, is a stranger to the family. With his son's case back in the news again, John Walsh issued a statement from the Office of America's Most Wanted. We have always prayed that Adam's killer would be caught and brought to justice. I believe my family and I need to need that closure. I think it's interesting that they said um, the new suspect in the case is a stranger to the family. They were like certain to to uh, make that because the main suspect initially was not a stranger to the family. And in most cases, as John Walsh himself quotes, most times in when things happen to a child, it's someone in the family or closely related. So interesting there. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also interesting background. that I went, I went, Terwilliger is a very uh, unique name, isn't it, guys? It's interesting yeah. that I went to school with a girl whose last name was, anyways. Yeah, um, so that's like a little background of, of uh, one of his bosses, John Monahan, uh, before we go into Rupert Murdoch and his associates, which will bring in how John got to America's Most Wanted and, um, you know, got to know all these upperclassmen as well um, in the industry, uh, celebrities, um, government officials, presidents, and that type of thing, along with his other boss, let's not forget, at The Diplomat, as we discussed last week, of how so many celebrities and presidents were constantly coming in there as well. Mm -hmm. And in the and in the middle of all that, you know, Adam's case happens and then he's on Capitol Hill and in politics. He's not in television. I think a lot of people forget that and just go to the leather jacket, black leather jacket and America's Most Wanted. And they forget that right after Adam's case, he went directly into politics. My Pretty mom, and me, 
Yeah. And three months within three months, he was well, he was immediately on national news media, which is an incredible feat. I don't know what contacts he had already established for that to be ready to go on Good Morning America and and all of the main national news, which is another big false flag uh, indicator. He was all over that. Then he was, you know, in politics and on Capitol Hill within three months. Ronald Reagan <clears throat> is signing in uh, the, the National Center for the Missing Exploited Children, which was founded by Congress. So through Washington, D.C., a foreign entity, uh, as we know now. And uh, and then he's approached by uh, Fox Network and Rupert Murdoch, which actually um, many people don't know that actually two other already known uh, established hosts. I don't know who they are right off the top of my head, but were actually asked to host the show uh, by Rupert Murdoch and by Fox prior to my father. My father was the third. Along with Johnny Depp. Yes, along with Johnny Depp, who then came out at the same time as America's Most Wanted on 21 Jump Street, which was the other Fox hit. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll stop myself there because there's a lot I could say about Johnny Depp. Um, so oh, I yeah. realized and stop, uh, you know, worshiping that because that whole Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing was a complete farce. And anyways, I'll stop. Uh, but yes, it was Fox. And what I was saying was that he was the the third individual, uh, the, the two prior asked to host the show were known hosts, and they wanted nothing to do with it. They, they didn't want to bring propaganda to America. They didn't want to be involved in that kind of, um, you know, uh, programming and content for the American public. And then they found John Walsh, which again, like we said earlier, where they find people at their worst or compromised or whatnot. If, if, you know, if this was an issue of my mom and them on drugs and a third lover in the house and something happens, oops, that's something very easy to take advantage of, you know, and get somebody to do what you want. Or, um, you know, or if it was already known and, and this, you know, there's, there's many different scenarios that we could go speculate about that would still make think- sense. I think it's interesting that your dad, whether it was willingly or unwillingly, was working with Monaghan and he's basically just hobnobbing and rubbing shoulders with all these elites, right? Just getting in good with them. Hey, Johnny boy, a little pat on the back and all that stuff, you know, and next thing you know, just like like you were talking about, Lindsay, he's, or, or both of you were talking about, he's in politics, he's meeting all these politicians, he's meeting Hollywood stars, like it's it's not far-fetched to think that this was being set up on a tee for him, you know, or, or I don't know. It's just, I, wa- I watched them it's for, weird when you know the backstory. I watched them for a year do little things to implement this fake fraud, you know, case of mine. And I have to, I guess I have to say this now, if we can watch John Walsh now create this entire scenario with taking my children and get law enforcement and local friends and family or employees, people that are paid or compromised as well, or that I know, I know anyone that went against me in this case to take my children, I know something on every single one of them. And they know that. And that's how people, you know, this is not unheard of. If you look within, you know, history and statistics where family and friends will lie for each other very frequently. Um, But also my point here was that if we have watched 
John Walsh utilize the police and, you know, all of this in his boss, you know, position. And we know that his boss was very connected, well-connected and to the police and to these politicians and to all of this, then why aren't, you know, why couldn't we apply that, right? Does that make sense? Why, if we can watch all these police and everyone go along with this in my case, then why wouldn't that be uh, applicable to Adam's case? You know, yep. for instance, especially when it is a town where yeah. everyone's connected. Yeah. Why the double standard? Yeah. Well, and so when we're living in idiocracy. We need water, guys. Well, in like <laughs> yeah. they cover for each other in the CIA, you know, constantly. Yeah. So yeah. that's where the is where it comes from. That's where all the covering comes from, and all that. And well, also, of course, we know the FBI, he's dead set on the FBI thing, like, constantly, so it's yeah. all cover. Like, there's no way around it at all. They all fabricate stories and fabricate people and other criminals that are, that will, that are like bank robbers or they're arsonists, and they use them as their guys to pin on cases like we saw with my friend's case firsthand and others. I mean, I like to speak from what I can can testify to firsthand and what we know. Some of it we have to speculate or theorize, but you know, this is this is getting less speculative as we go on, guys, is it yes. not? And whenever we and then so Gina's going to play the video of like a little background of uh Rupert Murdoch with Fox and um We'll go over his associates and how they relate to Paradise Island as well. And this is where he kind of gets a little bit even bigger into the ritzy, like high, high end Hollywood people and how they're, how they're involved as well. And what we know about them is very, very bad. The progression. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Lindsay. Mm -hmm. Express in London to run the family business back in Australia. So began a pattern for Murdoch's career. Hostile takeovers, a rapid expansion, bold risk-taking, and a hands-on approach to running his business. You don't delegate very well, I'm told. You take decisions at a very minor level, deciding what program should go on a television service, this sort of stuff. I delegate enormously. I have to. There aren't enough hours in the day to run everything. Um, I delegate everything. But when I'm around, I interfere a bit too much. It didn't take Murdoch long to make himself an enemy of the British establishment printing gospel stories and notoriously digging up. In 1973, Murdoch left Britain, turning his attention to the United States. He soon founded the supermarket tabloid The Star and later purchased the New York Post. But at the start of the 1980s, perhaps sensing a natural political ally in the newly elected Margaret Thatcher, Murdoch returned to Britain to launch a bid for the ailing Times and Sunday Times. I don't believe that the people who read The Times are any better than the people who read The Sun. I just believe they're different. But do you I'm very proud of The Sun. On the face of it, this is the establishment's worst nightmare. One of the pillars of British conservatism, run by a man known only for his populist approach. But the alternative was the very real prospect of the Times of Sunday Times falling out of business completely. Obviously, you will wonder what... Run BTC. By the end of the 1980s, Murdoch had the bit between his teeth. He purchased 20th Century Fox in America in 1984 and launched the Fox Broadcasting Company the following year. His plans for satellite broadcasting in Britain, meanwhile, had the media establishment reeling. What I uh, 
get quite angry about with him and his newspapers is the way they continually knock what has gone before. And there was more of that today. He dismissed drama and sport and comedy. I mean, he's probably never seen bread or any fools and horses. Then younger son, James. You're familiar oh, with the word mafia? Yes, Mr. Watson. Mr. Murdoch, you must be the first mafia boss in history who didn't know he was running a criminal enterprise. Mr. Watson, please. I think that's inappropriate. Mr. Chairman. So what have we seen with the revelations of phone hacking? An organisation with a swollen sense of power and entitlement that has allowed itself to disregard any sense of moral responsibility. The anti-establishment establishment thinks it can do what it wants. Or just an overpowerful company left to graze by... The Leveson Inquiry and the scandal of phone hacking will rumble on, as will News Corporation. The question on Wednesday is whether this is the moment that Rupert oh Murdoch finds a way to start a fight back. As for my comments, Mr. Chairman, my actor. statement, which I believe was around the closure uh, of the News of the World newspaper. Before you get to that, I would just like to say one sentence. This is the most humble day of my life. <laughs> yeah so real quick america's most wanted i've said it many times so i just wanted to reiterate before you go into yours uh lindsay is that uh fox was a fledgling network before right before america's most wanted and when they when rupert murdoch was pushing america's most wanted a big part of that was because Fox was a fledgling network. It was about to go under. And we see why. We see the reaction. America's Most Wanted was actually modeled after a show that was already existing in the UK called Crime Watch UK. It was hosted by a female. Um, I believe she was actually murdered or something. Who knows? I haven't looked into it. <laughs> That's another thing. But um, but it was it was modeled after that show, which was already existing in the UK. And we see hear from these clips, you know, the reaction that the UK had. So I wanted to, I just wanted to preface with that one. Oh, real quick, Megan. So did viewers, myself included, in 1988, when America's Most Wanted debuted, did we know that or did we think that that show was started because of Adam going missing and then supposedly murdered and then your dad being this, you know, brave dad that's going to come forward and get bad guys because of what was done to his own son? Was that told to the American I, public? I believe that that's how it was put out to the public. Was it not? Yeah. I mean, that's what that's, I thought. That's what I thought. I thought, I thought, that, I thought yeah. that before I got into it. That's what mm -hmm. I thought before I became an adult and looked things up. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you this. I, I've said this story a million times, but me and my buddies all got together. We'd get a couple cases of beer and we'd watch America's Most Wanted and the whole Fox lineup. And we, I guarantee if I asked any one of my friends to this day, why was that show on? They would all say the exact same thing because Adam went missing Adam. and then was yeah. found dead. That would every one of them. I know it. I mean, Great so point, you know. Great point. Which is another way that he would agree to it. So to cover up any other crimes that he was involved in, if it whether it be you know money laundering through these um, you know through real estate with Monahan or whether it be through the cocaine um, coming on the beach, through these um, boats, and like uh, through obvious, uh, on um, another one is uh, Miami. Um, whether it be either of them, like it was the perfect show and the perfect cover up for him. And then not only for them, 
the, uh, the hiring elites to cover up their crimes as well. We haven't even shown all the articles, Lindsay, yet of all of the cocaine packages that show up in Indian River County on the beach. It's quite incredible. Yeah, and, well, and that's the time I, why, sorry. Uh, well, the, well uh, I have an article that Tina's going to pull up in a minute that was actually back around the time where he became the head of Paradise Island and what was going on there. Well, he did say that he used to be the one to supply. He would go out and do night dives. And I know his uh, Bahamian dive partner was named Garfield. He was this big black Bahamian guy. And my dad bragged about teaching him how to read. And that they would go out and do late night dives, deep wall, sea, however we word it properly, sorry, but night, uh, deep, deep sea night dives, right? And, uh, and he said that they would supply the resorts with their seafood, which that was another one of the first stories that once I became in college and, and older, started questioning because I know that that's also how you pick up co- packages of cocaine. So that was and then not I adding up for me. You know, <laughs> the cocaine industry pretty well, too, as he said in that interview last week with Fox. So but don't forget, he only did cocaine. He had nothing to do with any of its transport whatsoever. He only did it heavily. He was too busy but living I, the I American dream. He, he had the perfect he house, the most beautiful wife, all that. Yeah. So and a beautiful yeah. six-year-old son. That hard working class level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was put out. Sure. You know. Narrative versus truth, guys. Media. propaganda versus reality narrative versus truth public persona versus private life yep so do you know um can we play the oprah video sure well actually no i mean the paradise island clip first well and i want to say something real quick because i do that i guess tonight especially right before clips um and it's just weird because in that last clip we saw mccann as well like a glimpse of mccann and it's weird because i guess i keep bringing this up because it's been you know what i've been researching the past two days three days um but it's interesting there because uh also that would be another that's another example of something that could have happened to a child within a family or a group of friends and family the family of the child and then it is put out how it is and for you know gets put into a political thing or as i was saying earlier today i don't want to go on and on but you get what i mean well there yeah. there are other key characters that are I, I think that are installed as well uh to install all these different acts of uh the national center um and these laws through through, through these go- through the government that they push for mm-hmm. yes and Oprah is one of them too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Huge. So we we're going to discuss the Paradise Island, how it was um, in the in the beginning, uh, in the hotel, and what was going on yeah. during that time. Yeah. Okay. So that video uh, used to be in the article. I don't see it there, but we'll go ahead and read the article. Uh, let me let me zoom in a little bit too for you. Okay. Oh, I, uh, so it wouldn't play the, the thing you said? I have it it's, right here. Yeah, I don't. Okay, if you if you can share it and play it, that'd be great. Don't forget to click yeah, the sound button. But 
But I can read no, the article just, first. No, you, you can pop the article up, and I'll just play it as a recording I have saved on here. Okay, perfect. So just perfect. the sound is what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Let me go ahead and read this. It says, um, oops, sorry, Bahamas, an island paradise for drug traffickers. For three days, tempers inside the British-style parliament flared almost as high as the 90-degree temperatures baking pedestrians in the square outside. At the top of the agenda, crime, and the degree to which violence and corruption have taken over these once peaceful and law-abiding islands. What we have, said Attorney General Paul Adderley, is an extremely serious national problem. People at all levels have become engaged in a wide cross-section of criminal and corrupt activities that threaten to destroy our society. While high unemployment and the election violence of 1968 and 72 may be partially responsible for the breakdown in law and order, the main factor is the multi-billion dollar drug trade which has encouraged crime and corruption. In the past two years, Bohemian law enforcement Authorities say they have confiscated nearly $800 million worth of drugs in the islands. That figure, however, is considered to be just a fraction of the marijuana, cocaine, and methacolone pills called quaaludes in the streets being siphoned from Latin America to the United States. This spring brought one of the biggest South American drug harvests in memory, so officials believe Bohemian drug traffic will soar this year. The same inducements that made the Bahamas so successful as a tourism and banking center have proven equally attractive to the drug merchants. Strung like a chain southward from Florida, coast to Cuba, the 700 islands and caves yeah. straddle some of the Western Hemisphere's most important shipping lanes. Secluded coves oh. and beaches sprinkled. Oh. Sorry. Secluded coves and beaches sprinkled across 100,000 square miles of water have made it relatively easy to hide the contraband on its journey north, northward from Bolivia, Peru, Ecuador, and Colombia. Until a dozen years ago, drug traders were foreigners, most of them Americans, but more and more Bohemians are being enticed into the business by almost sure profits. Last year, 64% of the 1,024 persons charged with drug offenses were Bohemians. Many are never caught, largely because their activities are confined to the outlying islands where police surveillance is minimal. The Bohemians are drug traffic middlemen, unloading, transporting, and stashing the bales of marijuana brought in by ship or plane across the Caribbean to await pickup for the final leg of the trip. They also light the clandestine airstrips and refuel their aircraft used by the smugglers. Those airlines. Yep. For providing a couple of drums of aviation fuel at the right place at the right time, an islander can make as much as $10,000, the yearly salary earned by a bohemian police officer after 10 years on the force. The temptation for quick money exerts tremendous pressure, especially when your neighbors are getting rich overnight, says former Chief Magistrate Emmanuel Azadebe, who in his 10 years on the, be on the bench dealt, dealt with hundreds of drug cases. But most of those sucked into the trade are young and otherwise unemployed. Money yeah. and intimidation make it possible to beat the law. Police investigating drug activity in the islands have found local residents not only antagonistic, but obstructive. Those who do not help the authorities run the risk of retaliation. Tainted cash flowing and from drug smuggling has permeated every sector of the economy. In the outer islands, drug money has become the mainstay of many settlements blighted by government neglect. The story is much the same in Nassau, capital of the Bahamas, where many new commercial ventures funded by drug money are changing the face of the inner city. 
Retailers privately admit that the cash purchases of electronic equipment, cars, and high-powered boats costing thousands of dollars are routinely paid for with among those who have benefited most from the businesses are the dozens or so bohemian lawyers hired regularly by drug defendants. Legal fees for a single court appearance can range from $20,000 to $80,000. Bail bonds sometimes run as high as $1 million, but defendants usually have no trouble raising the money. Most of those charged with drug offenses prefer to post bail and skip the country rather than face lengthy jail terms. Since 1973, annual fines and forfeitures accruing to the government from drug cases have tripled to $1.5 million. Bohemian drug laws were amended last year to stiffen the penalties for drug suppliers. Fines now run as high as $200,000 or 10 years imprisonment. The changes also provide for forfeiture of any money, aircraft, vessels, or whatever else may have been used in connection with the offense. Nearly 100 boats and planes and scores of automatic weapons have been seized in the past two years. The Attorney General has complained, however, about the degree of court leniency toward drug offenders. He says it is frustrating police efforts. Mr. Adderley told Parliament he was also aware of successful attempts to bribe juries and to have drug cases withdrawn before, the, before they could come to court. One of the most corrupting influencers on the total system, he said, is the amount of money in the hands of the drug traffickers. The social effects of the trade have proven even more destructive. The use of marijuana... Uh, methacholone and cocaine is widespread, particularly in the schools, where children as young as seven years have been hospitalized with drug-induced psychosis. Medical authorities say drug abuse is the biggest health problem facing the country today, outweighing alcohol consumption, which, which the say is the third highest, which they say is the third highest per capita in the world. Police see a direct link between drugs and the rapid escalation in violent crimes in the past two years, at least. Two dozen people have been killed, and many more than the number injured in drug-related incidents. Robberies have, made, robberies have more than doubled since 1977. Of the 692 such crimes last year, 70% involved in the use of a weapon. The picture is much the same for other criminal activity. As the latest police annual report notes, crime is at an all-time high in the Bahamas. In the outer islands, once peaceful communities have begun to resemble the Cowboy towns of old of old American West. Shootouts are frequent between Pretty Americans boy. and Bohemians. <laughs> Attempting to steal grass caches to sell stateside. Over the past year, a growing number of local fishermen and visiting yachtsmen have reported being fired on from shore or boarded by unidentified Bohemians looking for drugs. Persons close to the scene point out that many young outlander out islanders who might otherwise have gone into the fishing industry, prefer to fish for drugs. <laughs> Bohemian police... <laughs> Bohemian was police the, was John, Walsh. John Walsh was the head of the Out Island Board. Go ahead. Yeah. Ooh. Go ahead. Bohemian police admit that with a population of less than 215,000, the Bahamas lacks both the human and financial resources to control the mammoth drug problem in the islands. The present force of some 1,218 men and women is 13% below its established strength in 1973. Although the crime rate has doubled since then, it is estimated that at least 500 more recruits are needed to deal with the current crime levels. In addition, communications equipment 
helicopters, fixed-wing aircraft, and the variety of fast patrol boats are required if local law enforcement agencies are to have a fighting chance against the sophisticated equipment used by the smugglers. When all Illinois legislator vacationing in Bahamas found a dead man on a drifting boat last year, Prime Minister Lyndon O. Pindling estimated his government needs $25 million worth of helicopters and other equipment to shut off the flow of narcotics. But other but others say it is difficult to tell what amount would do the job. Some U.S. officials say almost all that can be done by the Bahamas is being done, and that the Bahamas and the U.S. are working together to the fullest extent possible. But Mr. Pindling believes the U.S. should step up its efforts. He blames U.S. drug traffickers and users for the growth of the trade. On the other hand, the Bohemian government has also come in for criticism. Widespread allegations persist that major drug traffickers have been able to operate freely in the Bahamas under the protection of influential Bohemians with government connections, although yep. no concrete evidence has been produced to date to support the claims they have intensified since the crime and corruption issue was raised in Parliament. And, uh, Gina, look, uh, we'll uh, remind the audience of what date that was and year. That was... June 30th, 1981, a month before so, that. So there you can see um, that, you know, he, he becomes, you know, the head guy of Paradise Island Resort and Hotel um, in the Bahamas in 82. So all this is going on during this time. And then, like Megan said, he was the head um, in Parliament. Was it Parliament? My dad was the head of the Out Island uh, yeah. board, and then think about what it what what it's like now. Is you know, it it would be like a thousand times worse now if it kept you know the crime kept going up back then. They just had so, warnings like a month ago or so. I posted them about travel now. advisories to the Bahamas yep. and how horrible it is. Yep, yeah. and then um. We'll see in a few moments who who all the celebrities, uh, you know, that have, you know, things in the Bahamas. And I was going to say, this is reminding me a lot of Epstein and how he was working with the politicians in um, the Virgin Islands, posing like he cared about minors and all this kind of stuff. But really, it was implementing laws that would, you know, make it easier essentially to, to keep it short. And another one who is we always see in the media, uh, probably just as much uh, as John Walsh, um, or I think, I don't know, they kind of break even. I don't know what y'all would say, but uh, Oprah Winfrey, she actually owns a bunch of uh, properties in the Bahamas and is very well known. Um, so we're going to play a clip of her and her um, government involvement with John Walsh. Yep, they actually both competed for most known With a celebrity. From Oprah My dad got her most recognized. Last Tuesday. So, will That's you pause it real quick at the beginning one so they could see that photo? That so I just one? wanted to keep it. Yeah, the John of God and Weinstein and everybody. I just wanted to keep in mind who who she was involved with as well. She's involved in the Clinton scandals. Um, in the in the John of God with the children and the um, 
Weinstein. Never mind her orphanage scandal with the pre mm -hmm. pregnant yep. girls. Yeah. So there's that, just so y'all can keep that in mind. Breeding. With a message from Oprah Winfrey. Last Tuesday, Oprah Winfrey testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee for a bill which would create a national registry of convicted child sex abusers. There is nothing, absolutely nothing that angers me more than to hear of a child who's been abused, assaulted, or raped, or murdered by someone who had previous convictions for child abuse. Can we rewind that? I don't think Megan saw it. Joe Biden's in the hearing. Yep, there he is. Gotta love them all. God love them all. <laughs> Here of a child who's been abused, assaulted, or raped, or murdered by someone who had previous convictions for child abuse, was able to plea bargain, released, and came out to molest and murder somebody else's child. I wept for that Celebrity child that I never politics. knew, Angelica. I wept for her because I realized that her muffled cries never reached her mother, who was just on the other side of the apartment, as her four-year-old was being strangled by a repeated, convicted child molester. Oprah says Angelica's horrible death shocked her into action. The talk show host startled her audience five years ago by disclosing the abuse she suffered as a child. Now she says she's tired of just talking about the problem of child abuse. For years I'd done shows about it and talked about it and encouraged other people to do things about it and I recognized I was one of those people who was too just paying lip service. Oprah's legislation calls for a national computer registry of convicted sex offenders so daycare centers can run background checks on prospective employees. Six states already have such a system. And to get a hug too? Florida set up its registry in 1985 after a daycare worker was convicted of 14 counts of sexual abuse. Now, all prospective daycare workers must agree to a background and fingerprint check. Last year, we processed over 90,000 uh, such uh, applicant fingerprint cards for caregivers in the state of Florida, and we found uh, on the average about a 10% uh, figure uh, of those who, who applied had some sort of criminal uh, arrest in their background. Those checks you know, kept 9,000 convicted us. offenders out of daycare jobs. I just want to point out real quick that now currently in America, you can lose your children and everything and still go apply to uh, work it and, and be around children too. So just wanted to point that out. Well, and then, and then he noticed like um, after the law was passed to do this, um, there was only 10% that even uh, came up as any had any involvement in the past anyways well so i'm fighting i'm fighting till the end of this clip to go off about the sex this this offender registry because uh -huh. it is not it's not protecting children at all it's actually keeping the real reality of the issue uh secret and at bay and continuing mm -hmm. and actually flourishing um, and, and it really needs this, the sex, this sex offender registry needs to be abolished because there are better ways not to say that pedophilia is okay, but notice it's saying sex offender registry. It's not saying pedophile registry, which again, like Gino brought up earlier, you know, it, what, what was it put out as? I mean, I, all this time, when you hear sex offender registry, I just automatically personally think pedophiles, you know, and what is the actual percentage? Right. 
of pedophiles that are on the sex offender registry or is it other sex offenses sexual abuse and all of that is a wide a very broad definition and scope um to then be and also it presents double jeopardy which you've already served your time you've already done that and then you're on this registry and punished for life or had to re-register um but again the main point behind that and people i think were very surprised when I came out against the sex offender registry. Do I think that pedophiles should, we should know where pedophiles are in our community? Of course I do. Like, that's not the point. Um, But it is in correlation with this push of stranger danger versus the reality of when crimes happen to children. It, It also has to do with, are we actually protecting families or are we um, isolating people that were already, look, we're already letting pedophiles out into society. So are we isolating them or making the issue worse? Or are we presenting families with a hard decision when we know most of the time it's within the family? So what now I have to report uncle Johnny, you know, or my brother, because he touched my daughter, you know, uh, that'll ruin the family again, reasons why families and friends will cover up as well. Uh, you know, stuff like that we have to think about. Go ahead. Sorry, Gino, to interrupt. And you have to think about, um, is this how they have used um, these other criminals who do, who, you know, get fingerprinted and things like that, and they're on this list? Is that how they use them to pin pin crimes, other crimes? Well, it's str- exactly. It's straw manning people, just like we have seen my parents literally straw man me and put all of the allegations against me in a court, you know, of of law and on documents that actually are their own allegations and their own uh, behaviors and lifestyle and, and real the truths of them they're actually putting on me in a court of law and straw manning. So we see that firsthand. So why wouldn't that apply to these bigger applications, I guess, right? Yep. Right. Uh, apparently we broke Foxhole again. <laughs> I don't know oh. what it is about our our show. Every Saturday night we have problems. Foxhole, and some, but uh, it's back up and running. So guys, hopefully you can hear us over there. Um, it looks like we're five by five there. Rumble's been Sorry, stable Foxhole. all night long, so you can... You can always jump over there, too. All right, let's continue the video. But few who applied were sex offenders, police say, because they know of the checks. I believe that the message that the state of Florida is sending out to people who molest children or abuse... Epstein! Children, oh, you did it! We're <laughs> not going to allow them to enter into our buildings. That we have a way to screen them out, and by virtue right. of this particular screening process, they don't even get into the front door. Since the death of my son, Adam, 10 years ago, I've been fighting for legislation to protect kids. Getting the FBI to list missing kids in its computer was a major victory. I was proud to join Oprah on her new initiative to protect our children from sex offenders. Adam's done a lot, huh, in all these years? Whoa. We did a guy on America's Most Wanted by the name of Teddy Unterreiner. Who did he work with? Kids. He was a volunteer. He was a Boy Scout assistant. He was a big brother. After the hearings, I spoke with Oprah. Surprisingly, she told me she was nervous in her new role as a child advocate. Well, interestingly enough, talking to millions of people every day, I never get nervous, but I was a little nervous at first. Uh, a lot of people today talked about your courage as, as an abused person, mm-hmm. as an abused child coming forward. I just wanted to say personally, it takes a lot of courage to take it farther than that. And right. You can be a very loud, strong voice for children. You proved it today. I hope to be. 
I hope to be. Rumi. I was tired, you know, John, of just talking Rumi about of it. Oprah. And I'm proud of myself that I did something. Absolutely. Oprah says she can't get this bill passed alone, and I know how true that is. Everyone can get involved in Oprah's fight to keep sex offenders away from our kids. So write to your senator and your congressman. Let them know how you feel. Or call our hotline for information on how to do it. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. <laughs> I didn't show my nose. You know what? Sorry. You know why? Because I, I, I meant to tell you that before we started, Lindsay, but the picture was so small, I had to expand it because you wouldn't have the audience wouldn't have been able to see it. Well, so. the law does that. I need to figure that out yeah. when I make my videos. Yeah, sorry. I know. I liked your notes, too. They were funny. Can you read <laughs> it, though? Can you read it, Duna? I can. You know what? Um, yeah, I can go ahead and play it again. But I, I won't play it again, but I can skip through it to your notes. So let me... Uh... Well, just that one. Just that one. It, I think it showed the other one. Okay, let me do this. And then I got to unlock this. Okay, let's go like this. Now you'll be able to see... <laughs> See, it would have been so small, you couldn't have, couldn't yeah. have seen it. Yeah, I don't know why I would do that. One, Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> <laughs> Just one of the, the elite players. Just one. It's wild. It's like uh, that whole scene, though, real quick while you're doing that, Gina, that whole scene with John Walsh and Oprah, and he's saying, like, oh, you're an abused child. It's giving me, like, Elizabeth Smart now-a-days vibes. Like, he has Elizabeth Smart on America's Most Wanted now, and it's like, get, and, and Oprah's definitely not, I mean, we're all originally victims of trauma and childhood trauma. I wish that's what we'd all get to and, and realize, but, you know, it's like using people again compromised people mean abused or whatever as well and then sitting there and you know amping up their thing for your agenda i don't know it's just i'll, I'll stop but it, it's like the elizabeth smart thing now we have you know someone that was taken and all this now showing up on the show and promoting and being another gatekeeper if you will in, mm -hmm. in the context of what we talk about right right and the fact that you know there's another episode where he does this as well is he uh, invites people in on fighting the crime like he's he wants them involved why it's big you, brother it's a push for big brother yeah it's like are you uh, pay attention and report anything on your neighbor sorry Lance. what are you saying yeah, it's like, I mean, Big Brother has been a big push for my dad. My dad loves talking about Scotland Yard. He loves, you know, Five Eyes. He loves all the, it's like a living minority report. Let's see how this plays out, because we know how minority report plays out. Masad? Much? 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 I've been avoiding saying it, Gina. I've been avoiding uh, saying it. I know. That. I couldn't help myself. I couldn't I help know, myself. I know. Uh, I was asking him if he was a Jesuit. Why, Dad, why are you and Mom going to Israel every year and multiple times a year all of a sudden these past years for they, work? What's going on? Why are they you They had going a religious there? streak. We're going in the Dead Sea, Megan. Here's some scrub. Here. They were going Here's to the Wailing Wall to pray. Uh, yeah. Actually, I'm, like, I'm just wondering, like, why? I'm just Wait, wondering. it's funny that you say that because I want to say something for a second because this came up earlier when I was watching stuff and researching. 
today, literally today. And, you know, what we know about the Catholic Church, what we know about Israel now, what we know about Jerusalem, all of this. My dad, I will never forget when I was like in college, maybe later years in high school, but college, I remember him bragging and getting sent pictures. I can show the pic, like whatever, of how my dad was allowed to go. And he, they were the only ones granted by the state of Israel to be able to film in the church of the Holy Sepulcher and to film where my dad literally sent me pictures of like that hole that they have where apparently the cross was buried and, you know, put in and, and all this, that no one, no state officials, no, no one in the world is allowed to film, but they were, they went down there and they were filming for some, I don't know what Jesus crucifixion has to do with um, America's most wanted, but again, you know, there, they were, he was there, he was there. There was cartels and the Contras and all that in israel too so just saying i think they'd be against him because you know because yeah, but their- also but also after adam uh after adam happened i i don't think a lot of people know because i didn't know for a while but uh a, a tree was planted in israel for adam which oh, is actually wow. very significant yes a tree was planted which is very significant in the spiritual religious realm i'll just say that we'll leave that to the audience <laughs> uh, Lehman of and Lyac- what yeah i was gonna say speaking of audience our, good. <laughs> our good our good friend said don't digress they were stop digressing i'm gonna get him yeah i, I love it. a lot of information i always have to digress <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm getting the chat back up. I know it's John Walsh is a hypocrite. It's funny. You can actually Google John Walsh hypocrite, and a great uh, article comes up. Uh, America's Most Wanted Hypocrite, all about John Walsh. If you just do <laughs> really? a simple Google search, yeah. America's Most Wanted Hypocrite. It's a wonderful article, actually. I hate to say it. I hate, I hate, why is this, why, why, Dad? Dad, why? Why? That's the million-dollar question, isn't it? So stupid. <laughs> there's, there's some questions. We're gonna have to go back into the Rumble chat uh, later on. Well, well let's. Well, why don't we do it while Lindsay's on uh, hold okay. right now for her presentation? Let's do it now, because we don't want to go on well, for hours. Yeah, true. Uh, Prayer warrior girl. So John Walsh is a hypocrite along with Oprah. <laughs> yeah, that's. I would say that. that everybody was taken back by that Dr. Epstein too. I thought that was kind of interesting. And then when I see there. the Epstein, and then when I find the Epstein Foundation donating to the National Center, I thought L Brands with Lex Wexner was bad enough, and all the other affiliations. Yeah. And I literally see the Epstein Foundation donating to the National Center. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh my gosh. Uh, Little Red Russian said seriously though, Walsh was an aspiring actor since the seventies. I wonder if he had headshots back then, ready for his big break. Well, I did. You know what? Interesting you say that, because let's put this one up. I've shown this a bunch of times, but I, for me, this is pretty much a promo. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I like this picture. They already had pictures this. with Burt Reynolds and all these characters diving and being glamorous before he was put in the America's Most Wanted and into that role right there. Right. <laughs> Come on. 
I just think it, it's like that could be like a baseball card, you know, like he, he's yeah, an all-star he's, card or something. He's coming, he came off the field. This is the after. No, I mean, yeah. even when I look at myself, like my past, like I was installed, you know, not I didn't know I was being that at the time, but like I literally was installed like into art and fashion, music uh you know new age and and then like into even into this stuff by force with the taking of my children and stuff it's like you're installed into different uh roles for lack of mm -hmm. a better term yes yeah <laughs> little red Re russian said kutcher needs to finish the transition <laughs> yeah he does he's been transitioning since before we knew what that was <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm looking for questions i'm trying here. to look but it's so tiny on my screen i, I know read. there were some um, good ones oh do you think do you think the hand of death group was real oh! the one Otis and lucas said they trained with in the ah! other who who asked that good that that question. was little red russian oh yeah of course it was um, you know what? That's something that I think I wanted. I was, Lindsay, was I not sending you stuff this week? I'm, I'm getting like tongue tied because we were literally just talking about this. Um, and I think that next week I'll be coming back on the force of research and we'll be presenting maybe something about oh, yeah. that. Um, especially after we've gone through all this. So, um, <clears throat> you know, little red riding Russian. Is that what it is? <laughs> Did I just make that up? Well, and um, that's funny. Little Red Russian. Russian. Little Red Russian. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's a very, very good question. It's one that I am uh, actually researching. I, I, I'm going back in my research to revisit. I, I'm revisiting, not re. I'm re-examining, as the show says, um, the Hands of Death cult, and we will be talking about that, especially with the notion of satanic panic. Uh, and a lot of the stuff that we're seeing in today's climate, right? If that, yep. that makes sense. Well, and how all of these players and criminals are connected. Mm -hmm. And why? And why was Jeffrey Dahmer in South Florida at the same time? But maybe not. Go ahead. What were you saying? Yep. And he was also in this uh, Minnesota during another case of the Wetterlings. He was after in after being stationed in Germany in the military, and that was in in the Wetterling case. I think was eighty nine. So, so it's 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 like a pattern. We're getting uh, a lot of new information on the Wetterling case, actually behind the scenes. I'll let everybody know, and we're getting a lot of more information about. Uh, the McCann case and a lot mm -hmm. of these things are starting to tie together and we're just going to keep on this right now while we keep collecting yes and uh yeah because that will be a good uh, a good show next week uh to discuss I think um because it, it will after we discuss the, the rest of Paradise Island and who is mm -hmm. involved in that it will be good to go into and yeah so they yep. so everyone can see um eat more, like more easily of how things these laws are installed and um uh, for for children and all that mm -hmm. through That's these crime point. cases like the letters yeah yeah and mccann and adam and smart yep. and all the megan's law and 
all the different initiatives that came from it. Yes. And what they're actually, how effective they actually are. Yeah. So Gina, do you want to show who showed the, um, all the people that Rupert, Rupert Murdoch is involved in and has um, relations with since we um, just all his buddies going into yeah. this? Yeah. I was just going to say a little teaser for the audience. It's some of our favorite people, guys. Some of our favorites. This one's really fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Gotta so love you got it. <laughs> you got Murdoch with Ghislaine Maxwell's dad <laughs> staring him down. You got uh -huh. him with, with Ghislaine herself. Yep. You've got Bush and Maxwell hanging out. Henry Kissinger. Oh, we all love Henry. He just died, didn't he? I think he was 100 or 100 and uh -huh. whatever. Yep. Yep. Stem cells, uh, and then you, stem cells do good. Go ahead. <laughs> um, and then you got the queen, of course. Of course you're with the queen, right? Yeah. As Lindsay says, you, let's not forget. <laughs> let's not forget. <laughs> Murdoch with Clinton and his officials. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right at the end, right there. He's he's take he's really in it, isn't he? Yeah, he he was really into it. And then I don't know. We did you want to go over these articles real quick? Touch. I know the video kind of elaborated. Well, on this that, one but. is kind of like a mirror that that the one on the left, uh, how the headline was front line, um, and it, it's just kind of weird. Like, and then you put John Walsh as the front line man on to get you know criminals on your on this tv show through your fox mm -hmm. uh, organization and then as you can see beside that it's that's that that's the um symbol or logo for pbs which is a kids uh programming um yeah. mm -hmm. channel um that and then um you know Murdoch wins okay what is he in competition he's like he's in competition with all this and Gina, I think you have the collage that I sent you of um, of all the things that he owned. Well, and before you move on, well, right. So before you move on and what you just said <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> what he owns. So what I wanted to point out real quick before you go off of this, I think you were prompting him to, to move from this list. Oh, no, that's what the next one I'll, I'll Right. So about. before we go to the next one, I wanted to point out he'll buy boston herald american so what i wanted to point out here is like these these um assertions right like you're they're they're attaining so rupert is like buying media networks and media uh newspaper and news outlets and things so we have mm -hmm. to also look at that under the fox you know corporation, corporation. yeah yeah so that's a move and again co showing correlations so We've seen now through these clips tonight, we've seen actors in, in political stances. We've seen these media conglomerates with high, as we're seeing here with oh, Reagan, my buddy, my best buddy, best, best, bestie. Um, you know, he's got these affiliations. So, you know, to, if we had any question of whether government and media and Hollywood all collaborated, I think even just in tonight's show, we've uh, seen enough clips to establish that. So here we go. Well, and this is another Hispanic man, Roy Cohn. Uh, he's every. He's always in the wrong place at the wrong time. And uh, he's the one that introduces um, Murdoch to Reagan, 
and I just and I got this from uh, a, I can't remember it's uh, some it was a Mexican uh, newspaper. That's why it kind of has like a little bit of Spanish in it. But I thought it was uh, a pretty good description of the photo. In a photograph of January 18, 1983 meeting, Cohn is shown standing and leaning towards Reagan, who is seated next to Murdoch. Following that meeting, Murdoch became involved in a privately funded propaganda project to help sell Reagan's hardline Central American policies, according to other documents. And there you go. You can see why he's buying all these newspapers. Why is he? Why? Why he's buying all these media? corporations is to take control and control the narrative yes and what did james murdoch come out a couple years ago and went against his own father i mean that's gotten all mushed up since but i will say initially he did come out and, and it's the same kind of stuff yeah and it, it just goes to show you here's another crime family yes it's all about the family and the sons and just like the bushes um so after I watched a mob family documentary, finally, my life made sense. Mm -hmm. In that you context. That, you found that one, Gina? I did not. So, I, I remember the collage, but I don't it, think I, I put I it in the video. Sorry. Uh, so people probably saw it. It was literally yeah. huge. Like, I mean, there was like over 100 corporations. And um, I remember this, seeing it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I should have. Crazy, crazy amounts. It was pretty much he owned everything almost in like TV, media, newspaper, like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So as we can now, see, it just, he was the controller of the media. And, you know, as we can see, he was the controller of John Walsh. So he's helping cover the story. He's helping cover all of their all their narratives in, in all all together. Well, how ironic is it that Disney pretty much owns it now and John Walsh is working for Disney? <laughs> I yep. think that's Yes, and and we also have and we have the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children mm -hmm. working with Disney for decades. Decades. Main yes. primary partner. Um, but I want to bring up another one real quick. This is also ABC, you know, the the ABC networks all the it owns everything. The alphabet is what I'm trying. Not ABC. The the alphabet corporations. Um, with Rockefeller. You can go ahead and share. I digress. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Shout uh, out! Yeah, little... I just out to you, Lamb Knight. <laughs> <laughs> little Red Russian said, "Did John start the National Center?" Well, I think Megan's answered that, but. Um... <clears throat> yeah, he started it with Ernie Allen and, uh, well, the, the con Congress actually started Congress it and, as, as, as Kathy O'Brien. Well, with, you know, John Walsh being, so it's it's not just one person, obviously, as, just like the presidency. But, um, yeah, my father was used to be the front runner for that. And, again, as, as we keep the theme of tonight, that gatekeeper or whatnot, as Lindsay's calling it. And, uh, and yeah, he had... He had Reagan behind him. He had, uh, you know, Bush. What, Lens? Y'all see the screen? Yeah, I can see it. We can see yeah, it. Looks okay. good. I just want to tell people this is uh, Bush with the Rock Rockefeller uh, Family Commission. Mm -hmm. um, 
So if that doesn't tell you anything, I don't know what else will. Because when I found this this article, this news article, I was just like, oh my god, wow. He's smiling big too. Oh, he's grinning ear to ear, ain't he? Yeah, they're just they're all just hanging out. Yep. I'm gonna. Uh... I mean, that's that's another thing. Like, I get the beloved look. I guess I'm the bad guy, right, for Jesus, because I've got to go against John Walsh and Reagan and all these beloved teddy bear spirit. Like, no matter what they do, people will still love them, right? So, yeah, we know that's demonic. And here we go, you know, I, I'm sorry, not sorry, guys. It's John Walsh, it's Reagan, it's, you know, what what we love, what I loved. I was right there with everybody. And yeah, but you know what, Megan? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I, I, this is what I love, okay? You will tell the truth. And I've always said this a million times, especially on my other shows that are based around the, my Christian beliefs. We don't follow people. We follow yes. Jesus Christ. That's a, yes. like, because you will be disappointed by people every single time. And Teddy, when we prop up these public spirit. figures. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, go we, ahead. We, when we prop up public figures and like, you know, Ronald Reagan's got this reputation of, you know, bringing down the wall, you know, Mr. Gorbachev tear down his wall. All the, okay. Those are great things and stuff. Yeah. You know, but we have to look at the, we have to look at it from the 40,000 foot view. We can't just sit there and say, gosh, they were so good. They were so good. And not look at everything they did, right? We can't just take like little snippets and say, well, they were the greatest president ever because well, they did this one thing. Down, right. It essentially comes down to, ooh, they were so charismatic and not what they what actually was going on. Is that a way to put it, Gina? Well, he did work in Hollywood. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, we're we're not even following, like, you know, I hate this on the, on especially like I'll say, I hate this word too, but like the Patriot thing and all this stuff. It's like, we have to follow our own rules. Like, just because it might be some, it, these, this is an issue and, and government corruption, corruption of any point and, you know, of any uh, type, child trafficking, all of this, like, this is on both sides of the you know what what do they call the hill or what you know whatever their phrases are but um you know this is on both sides and within politics and i hate when and and the fact that we allow these things to be politicized is only allowing division right so that's that's essentially what that is so if we we really need to get to a point where we're not allowing this political division and we're not allowing this savior complex this is programming to false idols, right? Like you were initially saying, Gina, like we know this within our own belief system, but also it just should be a fundamental, like who is going to put all this faith and authority in another man? Like, why do you, and, and fundamentally, why do you think that they can handle it more than you can? Like, and how did they get to that point? And, and what was involved in propping them up? You know, there's so many questions to be asked versus just, you know, blind faith, right? For lack of a better term, right? It's it's not just within religion, it's within politics, it's within this and, and idolizing man. So, you know, we have these very charismatic figures, which we also know through religion, you know, charismatic leaders and false prophets and all of that. But to speak in that context, yes, we, we should never be putting our full faith, no matter who it is, and I'm speaking even up until currently, you know, and, and it's not to negate any good work of a man that is done. That should be, that should be there. 
but to put our faith in in another in a man is really um not what we should be doing especially one that is a government agent right so food for thought i guess we'll leave it at that yeah I think, okay I so think real quick over in foxhole pray for yeah. said maybe this was mentioned and i missed it roy cohen was one of joe mccarthy's lawyers and then also uh little was it who said that little red russian said wait who was it let's I'm unshare sorry, the screen it. this has been up for a while I'm and we sorry, can talk yeah okay um man my voice it was abc news that first pushed our and tim ballard before they just decided he was too freaky for prime time. <laughs> Love this audience input. See, yeah. see, look at this. Look at yeah. it. Okay, we don't and even then have to Matt, say anything. Matt, yeah, Matt, Matt Pogue also mentioned about uh, Cohen said, was this already mentioned? Cohen was one of Joe McCarthy's attorneys. So they both had <laughs> the same, same yeah. thing going over there. So interesting. Yeah. 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 He's, he's an interesting character, isn't he? We see him in a Very lot interesting. of, yeah, we see him in a lot of, uh, a lot of affiliations. Was that, I guess we'll leave it. Well, I'll just say it that way. Affiliation sounds so professional. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, Linz, anything else before we, uh, wrap up tonight's show? What, did we already needed. play this? Did we already play this? Hunters become the hunted video. Was that we, one we, we did? Yeah. Oh yeah, at the beginning, because uh, he was no. a hunter. He was hunting down the bad man. Um, I want to see if this will play for about uh, that Ted, where Ted Gunderson uh, was a former CIA. Um, he um, actually mentions the National Center, who was who, which was established by John Walsh, and he exploits he. he he exposes it. So I'm going to interrupt for a second. He is not, he doesn't just mention. He is very clear. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. He is very clear on what the National Center for Missing Exploited Children is. And I will also because I like to cover all say that I have been approached by people saying that they were also abused by him and other controversial things about this uh Ted Gunderson, but um you know, we have to still you know, look at everything. So he, but he was, was in it yeah. for 27 years. Yes, so, that, yeah, right. You know, whether he had his own issues, obviously he might have, but you know, the information that he's putting out, I don't see why he would Wonderful. just make it up all this information over these years, like I 27 agree, years work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's a great way to put we it. We actually, yeah. a few shows ago, we actually played a couple videos from him and mentioning the uh, neck mech connections and all that stuff too but if you have it Lindsay, go ahead and play it yeah yeah true true gina okay. i just it's just a small clip of it um so well just to reiterate and kathy yep. o'brien is very vocal to say that her mm -hmm. owner handler senator bird was the one put in charge and given an office in the fbi uh within D washington dc to oversee uh the national center I was an FBI agent from December 10, 1951, until I retired March the 30th, 1979. At the time of my retirement, I was in charge of most of Southern California. I had over 700 personnel under my command. 
budget of $22.5 million. I had 16 offices that I was responsible for. I had a fantastic career. In the old days, the FBI was a great organization. Unfortunately, as I said a few moments ago, it's been infiltrated by the satanic cult Illuminati movement, as well as other agencies like the NSA and the CIA and so forth. And I'll go more into detail on that in a minute. We all did hear that? Yeah, but did you have one where he's talking about the National Center? Or? But yes, I'm glad that, that that was pointed out because I know that the FBI is a big issue these days and everyone's realizing that. And I think we need oh, to put that it. That, maybe, no, I thought it was one. He has clips where he's talking about the National yeah, Center. Yeah, but he, it was at the very end of that, that one video. Maybe I'm, did we miss it? Yeah, it must have cut off too Yeah, it didn't play. Little Red Russian wants to know, what about the Meg Q&A? Yeah, well, if you guys got questions, go ahead and drop them real quick before we close up shop here yeah. for the night. Hey, hey, ask away. Yeah. With that. <laughs> it's always, Q &A is always fun. Yeah, come on, guys. It's been a minute. We've been we've been stagnant because we got no money. <laughs> we got no recourse. <laughs> it's you know God's There's telling a whole us bunch to be of, still. What? <laughs> There's a whole bunch of people watching over there on Rumble. And guys, I don't know if you can go ahead, we're gonna mention this again. If you can click that thumbs up if you enjoyed what you heard tonight or appreciated what you heard. Please go ahead and click on that. If you can share it, that would be awesome too. We need to get in those algorithms and get the story out. Also, um, if you if you can't do it, most likely on Rumble, it's because you haven't signed up. You have to create a username and all that stuff. So if you would, if you would, please take the you know five minutes or whatever and just sign in, and uh, that would help us tremendously. And then you could ask questions for Megan too. Yeah, yeah. Then you can comment. Okay, well, let's see. Good or bad, okay, so, we want it all. <laughs> Go ahead. Why, okay, so Little Red Russian said, why are these critters obsessed with kids, and how does the Satanism work into it? Oh, well, yeah. So, um, well, there's an ideology, right? So, you know, like for, I like to use the example of Christians, obviously. So we have, you know, all these people that are Christians and believe in Christ. And we have people that believe in Eastern religion and, you know, all these different, uh, you know, sects of religion, right? So why do we acknowledge and know that all of these exist, but then think that like Satanism doesn't exist? I mean, we've got Columbia has huge churches all over, um, not all over, but within it. Um, you know, we, we have satanic churches, we have a satanic presence, there will be opposition to, you know, whatever, whether we think it's good or not believing in Christ or whatever you believe, there will be opposition to that. Um, and so the satanic aspect, I mean, that, that could be a whole show in itself, look, but it is a great question because <clears throat> first and foremost, I mean, we have the, okay, so let's go to the obvious. We have the emails of Hillary Clinton sacrificing a chicken to Moloch and everything, right? 
So, and then I always correlate the CPS and family core system to the Moloch B system. And there's Hillary Clinton being acclaimed as the number one in this child trafficking issue, right? So why would that be? What does that mean uh, philosophically, esoterically, some, you know, symbolically? What does that mean? When you have a system that now in America, which they have helped to implement, or not helped, they have created. We have the National Center established in 1984. We have ASFA in 1997. We have all of these initiatives through legislation, through our government that has led to more removals uh, and endangerment of our children, taking of our children towards that state-raised child um, initiative under Hillary Rodham Clinton, which goes back to Margaret Sanger and Dr. Kinsey. So this is an ideology where people believe that, you know, even within NAMBLA, the North American Man Boy Lovers Association, where it's that, you know, basically we are, we are, um, you know, not abusing, but we're not, we're, yeah, we're abusing children by not like uh, exposing them to these sexual experiences early on in life. Um, but also not only that systemically and through government wise in terms of a beast system. So a Moloch system where you, you envision a God of Moloch and children being put in the mouth of Moloch and those that worship Moloch are bringing those children. And then what are they promised, which is wealth and sexual gratification and saviorism within, you know, their people, their society, um, so looking at that in terms of the CPS and, and uh, family court child trafficking issue, this is getting people to, you know, go in the communities, take children, feed it to the system. We know that the system needs higher statistics to equal higher funding the next year. So this is a machine, i.e. a beast that keeps moving and going forward and it needs more children fed to it to keep going and to keep growing bigger and bigger, which we've seen the initiative of child protection grow from five, you know, over five to 600% since, since it started with the National Center and around those times. And we see people within our own communities, our own brothers and sisters, our family members, our friends, so that our social workers are part, our judges or lawyers are part of the system that are taking in kids, sacrificing them in this context. We're using contextual terms here, uh, you know, sacrificing children to a system, giving them to the system, and in return, they're meeting quotas and incentives. <laughs> they're getting bonuses. They're getting their life paid for and also within the community they're getting propped up right seen as these child saviors or good working people and all this when that's not the reality behind the scenes which is pretty satanic if you ask me that's that's literally the definition of of satanic you know you're presenting good it's an inversion you know, we look at the system itself, we look at this child protection and how this has gone on, and it is a literal inversion. We're doing the opposite of what we should. We're not loving thy neighbor as thyself. We're throwing away thy neighbor, taking their kids, giving their kids to strangers who are usually abusers or predators of some sort and paying them to do that and bringing in money off of the people who are working hard within our society to make that money, I being the taxpayers. So, um, you know, I think that that in itself fundamentally broken down is pretty satanic, 
Um, and, and, you know, I mean, we could get into different stuff, but I try to stay grounded in the real life applications that we can see of the spiritual, um, I was going to say course, what, we're, uh, what we're doing to the children when they're put through the system and all this uh, in child trafficking is satanic in itself, but that goes into yeah. so many different ways that that happens, <laughs> that, that would take gonna, a whole night. I was going to say another reason I would say it's satanic is because, um, they don't worship one God and they, and we, we all know there's, you know, we don't have power, you know, like God has. And they, I think that they want to take over the power. They're making themselves the gods when you're trafficking yeah. children and you're present in the context of trafficking children while presenting as an authority of a protection of children yeah. in that context, right? Like, yeah then you are presenting that's a savior complex right just like you're talking about yeah they they want to be they want to be god so they can yes. control everything and that's why they want to rid god from everything including the schools that they've already done like you know they don't talk about god in public schools they don't um you know uh, some of them don't even uh, say um, the allegiance, the pledge of allegiance to the flag with God in in that as it was originally. I mean, they're they are constantly wanting to take it out. Well, it's and like I mean, and even the school issue. I mean, you're using that as an example, but I'm going to go off of that for a second because even the school issue is a byproduct of the root issue, right? If family court and we know the courts are corrupt. We know that's the cartel. We know it's been overtaken. There's no law. It's lawfare these days in the courts, okay? That's that's the reality of where we are. So if you have that going after families and destroying them, I mean, that proves your point there, right? Like, yeah. mm -hmm. That's how they would do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, just for an example, um, and it based it, on money, this is kids for cash this is yeah. Satanism, and all of that is based on money, right? Like if it was yeah. under and God, they can control the schools easily because the public ones, because you're not paying for it. Mm -hmm. so, exactly. That, that's, I'm sorry. That's what I was going to say is that the school issue and all these school board issues, the trans issue, the border issue, all of these are offshoots of a root issue. And that is, the root is family court and CPS being that gateway, you know, like gateway drug to, yeah. you know, how we are able to, tra to traffic children in America and then yeah. extending globally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's sad because, I mean, I feel like I've, I'm a parent of a child that went to private school for her whole life. And then when we first bought our first house, we had to transition to public school. You know, I tried to fight against it as much as possible, but, you know, you have to do what you have to do sometimes. And um, we moved back to my hometown, which I was familiar with, with, with this school and like you know I was more comfortable with this one than any other one I would not choose any other one I literally would just be on the street before I chose any other one but it, it broke my heart when she would you know come home and say you know mommy why don't they teach about God like you know what I'm saying uh -huh. and it's and I'm like well there's a bigger power here honey um you know I can't mm -hmm. control it and mm -hmm. she it is it's heartbreaking for them to understand you know but that's just how they do it mm -hmm. they take they, that's how they take the power from the people mm -hmm. and from the children. Mm -hmm. Right. Amen. Little Red yeah. Russian said, 
But why does Moloch need kids specifically? Little Red Russian, uh, go to Leviticus. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of Moloch going on in Leviticus in the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. also, it's, uh, Baal is also Moloch. It's the same, same God. Um, I mean, the gist I mean, of it is. That, it's Pan. That's how trans children Pan. If you look exactly. at Pan, that's one sex. So it's elements of a new Enoch. world. A new world. Yeah, you know, but, but a new world order is one religion, <laughs> one love, one mm -hmm. sex, one race. You know, that's why. There was a promotion of mixed children. I can speak firsthand. That's why we have a promotion of trans children. This is all towards Baphomet, Baal, Moloch, uh, Pan, uh, you know, whatever derivative you want to call those manifestations. And if you, you know, it's a little easier when you're in Eastern religion. My background's Eastern religion. So we have the gods and we understand that, I mean, now I'm Christian, but from my studies and being a religious scholar for over 25 years, um, and presenting dissertations and, and doing th different things of that nature within Eastern religion before going back to Christ. Um, you know, that's how that's looked at is it's God. There is an ultimate reality. There's one God, but there are different manifestations of that God. And that's what they are um, worshiping is that one um, manifestation mm -hmm. that they believe of God called Moloch or Baal or Pan or Baphomet. And um, the requirement for that sacrifice, just like they were sacrificing goats before Jesus, exactly. right? Is, exactly. You know, is sacrificing children for the promise of fame and um, societal mm -hmm. stature and everything, which actually I will say it was the promise of the CIA to the finders cult um, back in the mm -hmm. day was that you will have societal prominence uh, and, and all of that that I just that I just stated is the same as the finder's cult, which then we find has, has infiltrated through society and created their goal being creating a network of children to be weaned from their mothers and taken and, and thinking that they have a stranger things type, you know, special gifts and things like that. Like I was forced to go to passages, Malibu and microdose and told when I was seeing things on the microdose and I didn't know I was being given at 28 years old, that then by my Rothschild therapist that uh, I had special gifts. I apparently had special gifts and they uh, really loved me going off of that for the years after that until I went back to Christ. And then all of a sudden, the agency, William Morris Endeavor, uh, the, uh, the, the plants that were put in, like um, Vincent Peters, who was originally introduced to me as a music producer, but we see is now the head, you know, go-to for Forbes for transhumanism and downloading consciousness. Uh, these were like players I was literally introduced to as different characters than they than they are now so it's a very interesting that was that's they want to eliminate tangent, but yeah they want to eliminate our criminal i mean not criminal our critical thinking and oh, yeah. uh, and that's really they've almost accomplished it honestly because people don't think for themselves we're, and we're, we're giving them child trafficking and people still won't think for themselves and, like, and that's the thing is the thing is god gives us those those gifts like criminal like uh critical thinking to think for ourselves you know to trust you know the within because he is within yep. and uh they want to eliminate that because that way they can do whatever they want to do they can control you when for your money, for your children, for your family. They want you to do whatever they. When you're, 
but when you're eliminating God, you're right, Lindsay, I don't mean to interrupt, but when you're eliminating God and then you are weaning children from their biological families or you're trauma, even furthermore, you're traumatizing them when you take them from their biological families, then you are creating a split personality. You are creating a super soldier. You are creating a degenerate for society moving forward. And that is like, you, I was just building off of what you're saying as a goal. Yeah. Well, yeah. and, and you read Robin also, uh, it's, it's clear as day. Uh, they tell it to us all the time, what they're doing. They tell it to us through symbols. They tell it, they, they'll say it right out. Like, like George Bush says all the time. It talks about the new world order. Obama's talked about the new world order. Clinton's talked about the new world order. I mean, and if you look up, if you Google new world order, you'll see exactly in the, um, you know, dot org or dot gov files it, it tells you exactly what it is mm-hmm. they tell it to us it's out there even talked about the luminaries and all this i mean in, yeah and in, 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 they used all the symbols and all that to tell it to us and it's like they have so many other distractions that they distract us with that so many people have been distracted from what's in plain sight that that people can't see it and they lose their they're, they lose their critical thinking, and you know that's the number one key thing that God gives us is our critical well, thinking. It it is, and that connection or, or intuition or whatnot. But yeah. but I also you know want to introduce like you were saying the school stuff a minute ago. But this is through the the you know education industrial complex. You know it's really getting people away from that and, and, um, you know, think this whole Gnostic, uh, you know, interpretation. But I think that people don't understand another thing that, you know, where the perspective that I come from personally, the world I grew up in was obviously the upbringing politics and media and the industry and Hollywood, but also my background and my studies are in Eastern religion, philosophy, um, art, history and theory, um, as well as new age occult practices like Kundalini, which is a military industrial complex creation where government, like we are seeing all over. And when you look in the past with cults, um, where government is funding these, um, you know, these religious figures, um, and bringing over like Yogi Bhajan. Um, and that was something I was highly supported in and my parents love pain for all that and me being the train and everything. And when I went back to Jesus, it was a whole other story. I will tell you that much. That's, that's literally when things, you know, turned for the worse. Um, but you know, a way way they do it through the school, uh, through the children is to train them, their thought process their uh, in order to, um, you know, manipulate them with, um, history and laws and science and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the Moloch thing real quick. I just want to finish. I don't want to go too far off, but my point there was that, you know, a big thing that also why they came after me was that I have been, I mean, I've been trained in the, that was my world. You know, I wasn't out in, you know, living in society and everything. My life was studying art and religion and occult practices specifically and, and becoming a mother to different children when, when it happened. So Go ahead, Gina. Yeah, to finish the Moloch thing, I, I yeah. lost my train of thought there for a second because we went it kind goes. of off. But I, okay, so if you go back to the Old Testament, there, the uh, deity of Moloch, 
demanded a fire sacrifice and it had to be a yeah. child. Now, there's multiple reasons why it was children back then. The modern day version of it is mostly because the occult believes that it gives them that the more uh, closer the child is to birth, they believe there's more power that's directly connected to the Lord. So they feel like they're stealing that energy, that power, and it's more pure. Okay, so that's like when that's they take my five-year-old, like when they exactly. take my five-year-old baby from my womb, literally. Yeah, it's and then really, call me a drug so, addict because I don't look, you know, TV presentable. <laughs> um, okay, so Karen Durst asked uh, Megan. Just curious, do you think your parents monitor this show? I've often thought that myself, Karen. Sure. I mean, I know Rave would love to watch every second of it. So mm -hmm. she gets she gets off on. I I literally grew up with her watching like the O.J. Simpson trial and the Menendez brothers and oh gosh, I forgot about them. And isn't that funny? It's all the stuff we find <laughs> out later was completely. Uh, not what we thought it was, is it? No, it okay. wasn't. That. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie Thibodeau said, uh, Megan, thank you. I got involved because of the children and got hooked up with the wrong people. And God showed me a better way. We all need to stand up. Blessings to you. Oh, thank you. We're all get. We're all. You know what? You're not alone. I I got hooked up with the wrong. I literally for the three years I was fighting for my kids. I was with people I thought were fighting for kids too, um, in the Patriot movement specifically. And um, I was shown the same, so I'll just leave it yeah. at that. Right, guys? Uh, right. Well, that's what I'm saying, too. Even <laughs> though you watch things and you, you know, look at things and Google things or whatever you're doing, you know, you need to research it your uh, your yourself. Mm -hmm. You need to look yeah. back. Whatever they're saying or telling you, you need to go back and look. Even me, I mean, you can go back and look, but I like to put it here in your face with these articles and things. Um that you can see for yourself that what i'm saying but some people will just say things and you know without your you doing your research you know you could be lead it led on in other places you know and that's just mm -hmm. a part of they're part of the same movement well and so, that's that's what's so great about it. that's why i have the attitude i have you guys because i've asked from the beginning just like i'm in this with everybody everyone ask questions do the same thing i'm doing ask me what i don't have all the answers but like also let's make a practice of asking the people they're supposed to have the answers instead of me or instead of us let's start asking those because that's exactly what we should be doing that's you know, we're not, we're not, I, I don't want anyone to just like believe what I say or anything. I think that that's been the really blessing. That's what's shown me the Lord. Now he walks before us and behind us and all around us is that literally we have everything that we're talking about here and have the entire time within public information. This is all I would, I don't, I mean, yes, I interject like personal stuff because I think that's important to get the back, you know, to add that to it. Right. But the most, the majority of the things that we've gone over and things are, are just public record or legislation yeah. or logistical articles and things that have been put out in the public, but there's such this, and that does show the power of mockingbird, I guess, to, to use a conspiracy term or one of the those things they love to dismiss, but to show the power of Mockingbird, where they're they're preying on emotional impact. They, you know, it's on different outlets and different things spread it out so that it has to be converged or compared or anything like that. And if it's not, which the most the majority of the public are not going to do that in their overcrowded 
the working children, whatever life, um, you know, that that would be the only way to really discern that is if you had that time to do that. And now in hindsight, we do have that time, right? That's why we're all looking back in in history and comparing things to the now and future, you know, past, future proofs past and, you know, all those different things. So uh, that's real. Yeah. Very okay. valid. Carrie is asking the inevitable Trump question. <laughs> what do you think about Donald Trump? Is he really fighting for us or is he part of the club? I'm waiting to see that I leave it fair. You know what? I, I, I always want everyone to do the best. I give credit where credit is due. He's done amazing things in terms of child trafficking and coming out. I understand people want to always go to the EOs, but I can sign an EO all day. When is it acted on? When does that manifest? How does that work out? Okay. And I welcome that because I don't know that answer. I'm honestly asking that. I've been asking it for months, I think. You guys can attest. I'm like, okay, these EOs, but like, that's great. You can sign them, but what does that mean? Um, I do know that Trump loves to say wild things and he could come out in a day and say, guess what guys, CPS is the domestic trafficking in America. This is the source for the pedophiles. He could say some crazy derivative of that and they would set people on a whole other directive and we could actually solve something. So that does burn a hole in my heart. I, I'll be honest, maybe there's things, you know, obviously there's a lot of speculation these days and all this, you know, all the other, the Q stuff, the white hats, the, you know, all these terms that literally patriots have also been programmed for over the past three yeah. years to create an echo chamber. And that is part of psychological warfare. And we have to look at who those main influencers have been to do that and to promote that. Um, so that's definitely an issue. And that's what comes down to discernment and really having discernment and looking at things critically, yeah. becoming an observer, not yeah. only of, you know, issues and what's outside of you, but also of yourself and where you stand. We have to become observers of self. We have to choose better and to say, you know what, we're not here for a savior complex. We don't care what side this is on. Guys, this is my father, my own father I'm talking about. I love my father. I, I He was, you know, he wasn't a... You know, when I was young and stuff, the perception was not that he was a bad father. It's like mob bosses, you know, they come home and they treat their family wonderfully while they're out, you know, burying people in cement, you know, or doing yeah. whatever. So um, we have I to. That, um, I think that 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 uh, I agree with Megan as far as Trump goes. I mean, there's things that, you know, obviously they're not going to disclose that he might be doing that we don't know, you know. So like like you said, you, we have to just wait and see, because I mean, it's not it's not like we don't need to just, you know well, keep but I, I, anything. But. I don't want to cut you off, but I do want to finish what I was saying. I do, you know, it's not black and white for me. I've always said that, and people can get mad about that or not. Um, but life is not black and white. And exactly. I look at the fruits, right? We know we know people by their fruits. And has he done a great job? Is he the reason that I came forward about stuff and came out? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
Is he the reason I've never voted to this day, but is he the reason I registered and stuff like that? Um, yeah, he's part of it, but I have to say the majority is because of the, the good people and patriots of America that I saw coming together and under this um, is why I decided to, to register and, and to, you know, participate and come forward. Um, but you know what? Again, actions speak louder than words. Um, I do have to say that I hate the politicization of humanitarian issues and crises. I, I hate when political agendas uh, come into play or when it when these human, uh, excuse me, I should say, I hate when these humanitarian issues are politicized and used for things like campaigns and stuff. So I have said for a while, I'll be very upset if Trump waits until right before the election to come out about CPS and we're seeing it now it's trickling out right before the election CPS and I've been saying it and I, I do not want that this to be used as a, a, an election win guarantee, right? Yeah, I, I, I have seen my story and all of this issue of CPS, not my, not just my story. The, the, the point is, is this issue of CPS trafficking has been gatekept by even Patriot influencers of the highest, uh, by Flynn, by, you know, um, different people that you would expect to be talking out about this and not just focusing on the border or these, you know, other exactly. manifestations of the core issue, right? And so um, it seems to be that this has been about the not right timing for the movement. And that leads me into saying like, did we create something new or did the Patriots really just recreate what we said we were fighting against? You know, this media conglomerate, these gatekeepers, uh, these networks and all this stuff. And I'm not saying that I know either way, I'm just presenting that because this is something that I'm moving through as well. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm honest about it. And that's what I hope that we can start cultivating more and more yeah. is us talking and asking these questions. We Absolutely. need to ask questions and talk about it. So in terms of Trump, like I'm, I'm all for anyone that's going to do the right thing. I support that, but I'm also an observer of yeah. watching people and how they're using certain issues. I don't like the fact that this child trafficking has been politicized. It's been put all over social media as child trafficking porn for the past years. Uh, everyone online and social media platforms and supporters have talked about this child trafficking issue, but what have we done as the people to create any resolve? Like if, if child trafficking's ended, that means that resources need to be in place. That means that all communities are going to need support. They're going to be reuniting families. Families are going to need support. Do you believe in families? I mean, where do you stand on that? Have you have you had those late night hard talks with yourself and your soul about where this is? And, and what have we really done? We can scream all day, child trafficking. We all get off on it. And look how bad the border is and all this stuff. But have we put in place properties or resources, legal funds? Have we put in place uh, housing, uh, you know, responses if people need these things, uh, vehicles, uh, you know, if children are reunited with their parents, but their parents have been destroyed through the system. That's a, that's a real reality. That's something I speak from. You know, yeah. I'm not at all in the place that I was when my children were taken and I show up every day and I can be strong. And that's only because of the Lord. We know that <laughs> we only know by the grace of God that I can do that. But otherwise, 
I, I go to bed every night with tears in my eyes and wake up with tears in my eyes before I even open them for my children. And we have families that really need help. We have people that need help, not judged because you became an addict or you did anything, even to that extent, guys. We've, we really have to get real with ourselves as the people. And, you know, Trump, I support until the day I don't, you know, and I know people have said that and you know, everything, but I, I don't mean that in like a kid. I don't know these politics. I don't know these terms. I don't know this kind of stuff. I know my heart. I know that I came out because of Trump and everything and, and these great initiatives and outing that he was making. I thought everyone cared, save the children, save the children. It's like the children are the last thing on everyone's mind right now, to be honest, yeah. and, and has been. It's the last thing we want to pay attention. Oh, I don't want to know about that ugly truth or I don't want to deal with it or, oh, I don't want to step up in my community. This is happening in or, every community. Or the, or the um, reason is, well, I'll let Karen or, or John take care of it mm -hmm. and they're doing that. I'll just watch. Like, no, if we, if we, if, everyone, if everyone's to say that, if everyone says that, then that's how nothing gets done. You can't just exactly. think that somebody else is going to do it for you. And that's the whole point of this. It. Like, it's not even about Trump necessarily. The whole point of this is supposed to be the of people realizing <laughs> that we are the government, right? That That's what we're supposed Oh, I love you, Prue. I'm going to get you afterwards. I'm going to get you. Um, but uh, no, that's the whole point of all Sorry, this. He did that randomly. He was, I didn't know he was coming he said, hey, y'all. I, I wish I had that problem. I'd give anything to have that problem, Lindsay. I'd promise. No worries, honey. Um, but, you know, that that's what we have to be talking about is, is what are we going through? We're all of us going through this for. Um, and it is to realize, you know, empowering uh, the people are the government, not the government doesn't run the people. We, the people are the government and we allow the government. So, um really coming together this is this children are the root that is on both the issue is on both sides and the resolve is on both sides and you know i know in a in a very political state that we're in right now we don't want to hear that but it is the bigger lesson here to, to really understand that we have to come together for children we've got children being taken because of conservative views and now and lifestyles and all of that and we've got children being taken because of liberal views and lifestyles and whether you agree or not on either of them does does not matter at this point in the game you know it, it's not a game it's a war as and i hate using that word but you know where we're at what we're forced into we have to rise above we have to rise above we have to rise above the division i don't care race i don't care uh, sexual, you know, preference. I don't care any of it. it you, we all have children and that, and that's, and that's what the target is. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Let me just say it should never, ever be a political crutch ever. Yeah. When I, never, I, I never, never. This it's like America. Let me finish, Megan. Let me just finish. Let me just finish this thought because I keep losing my train of thought. Listen, it never can be a crutch ever. Politics, the government's number one job is to protect its citizens. Guess who that includes? Families. Okay. So I'm sick of this. I'm sick of it being political. 
This is a human rights issue, and why in the world is nobody talking about it? Except this little podcast here and a couple others here and there. Why? We have to ask that question. This this really ticks me off. I'm telling you, there's nights. The other night, Megan and Lindsay, I was laying on my pillow, and I was getting so mad thinking about it, and I had to calm down. I said, okay, no, take a deep breath. And I started, I, I have been practicing what I'm going to tell Congress when I get before them. Because that day is coming. I'm telling you, I know it. God has shown me. We're going to be before Congress and they are going to get a mouthful. And I, and I, I've, I want to tee it off for everybody else that comes. I just want to be the first one. Just let me get my two cents in and then let all the people that really matter follow me. Because <laughs> I got to get a bunch off my chest that I am sick of. I am done with it. Just like Megan mentioned before, the Patriot Movement. Nothing personal. But all I heard for years was, it's the children, it's the children, it's the children. And then you try to get some help and no one wants to talk about the children. Or if they do, it's for, you know, some views or something like that. This is, this is real life, people. Yeah, this is not like to be cute or oppositional. (laughs) This is devastating. It's it's ridiculous. I'm so, I'm so upset with it. And and I have to ground myself sometimes because I start getting this rage (laughs) inside where it's like, this is ridiculous. It has to stop. So who's going to step up? If Donald Trump is the man to step up, look, I like a lot of what Donald Trump did. But again, I don't look to a man for answers. I look to God first. If Donald Trump is the appointed man that God got his pick for this hour, awesome. And then let's let's get it done. Then let's do it. Then let's Let's do do it. Yeah. I would love, you know, I was on with Mike Gill this past week and everything. We had a little chaos and I, I didn't, I didn't, I'm just there for my mission. Um, but, you know, that's exactly what it is. It's like, let why, I haven't been contacted by anyone. Why, why wouldn't we sit down and talk about these issues? You know, why wouldn't we sit and say, okay, Trump, like you are saying you look to all these different people and all this stuff, then let's sit down and have these talks, I guess is, is you know, but I'm I'm horribly taking over what you just said, which was the a great point, Gino, and a great conviction. And it's it's very valid. It's where we all should be. You know, we should all be asking these questions. Why are we not even just asking these questions? Why mm-hmm. are the American people wondering these things? Like, I mean, honestly, one day it one day my frustration came whenever my child came home from school and I couldn't even read her homework paper because the ink was so bad on the paper. I'm like, what are these people doing? They're, they expect this. Like, and then I was like, I'm about to go up to the freaking uh, school attendant board, whatever I need to do, because that's not right. Like, I'll, you know, just in general. Yeah, well, like, and that's, that's again, that lower level manifestation of this degeneracy. I think, you yeah. know, to put it that way, it's like, Gino's talking about this top-level degeneracy. We're showing John Wall. We're talking about the corruption. We're talking about the players that have led up and and yeah. built this that that we're dealing with today. This is that's a fundamental. That that's what we have to do. Fiction will only create more fiction. So you have to go back and correct the record, right? Even in the court, in the, even in law, right? We know we know there's lawlessness these days, but in the original intent of law. It was about the having the record correct, right? Correcting the record, making sure that that was the truth before you could move on in any further proceedings. And so that's what we're dealing with since life has been so politicized. 
put in yeah. these courts, done every, you know, we've all been targeted in different ways. And, and again, that's bringing it back full force. This isn't just a targeting on our children. That's what matters the most and what's the most vulnerable. So we should be absolutely vocal and every second on this. But the fact of the matter is, is that then that transpires into, you know, targeting of individuals, all this data that's being collected under the guise of registry and for your protection. It's like, yeah. you know, John Walsh and the National Center and all of them have gotten away with this for so long as presenting a crisis. It's a Hegelian dialect. It's presenting a crisis that is somewhat fabricated, somewhat true, just like the CIA says they love to do. I just made a rhyme. There's your rhyme for the weekend, guys. Um, oh, no, but, that's exactly but, what uh, No, hang on before I forget my trade thought, because now I just did. Um, they, you know, they, they like to make up this fiction and mix it with truth. And I just lost my trade thought. Sorry. Just lost it. If anyone wants to remind me. John Walsh. Yeah. John Walsh has created this picture. The no, picture okay. makes it okay. true. Okay, that's Little Red Riding tangents. If I get interrupted, the whole thing goes blank in my mind. So sorry, guys. Little Red Russian said, "Was there an exact moment that you became suspicious of John and Rebbe?" Sorry, what? Well, because I was still trying to remember oh, what um, I just said when what, I got interrupted. Was Bye. there an exact moment that you became suspicious of John and Rebbe? Uh, well, I think, I think that it was a little bit more and more over time. I mean, I don't think there's like a, these, you know, everyone's sensational these days. And I don't think there was some sensational moment when I became suspicious. No. Um, and I think that that's what people don't understand. Um, it's over a period of time. Like when I saw my friend's murder happen and, you know, the, the network really, you know, manipulate that narrative to what they needed. And then I started asking questions and wanting to be involved in the national center. And I was like immediately shunned from being involved. And now we know why I wasn't allowed in the national center, but, um, and why my brother was put in. Um, and then also knowing, you know, what really started questioning was Epstein, you know, when Epstein came out and also at the same time, having my own children and being a mother and then, uh, you know, going into a career of healing and focused on trauma and childhood trauma and having my own support system, my own therapist, watching my parents refuse to show up to therapy, um, starting to ask the questions about my brother finally at 38 years old, 37 years old after drink, you know, just showing up whenever they needed us, whenever they demanded whatever emotion they needed or wanted for whatever situation. I finally started speaking up and questioning things um, and also being their own child. Like, I think that that's really a huge aspect of this that, you know, is not, maybe we haven't articulated enough or not, but it's like, you know, I was their child. So when I'm growing up less born, less than a year after Adam, knowing how my mother treats me and how she's abused. I mean, I literally grew up in a closet. I say all the time I would draw. I wish I had pictures in my closet. It was beautiful. I drew all over the walls. I had music lyrics. I had everything, but it's because my mother was chasing me through the house, you know, tackling me downstairs and showing her teeth like a dog at me. And 
um, different things behind the scenes. Well, my dad's out having the second life with mistresses and, you know, what he confessed on Larry King and himself. I'm not making these things up. My family's been the public eye since I was born. So all these things are documented. All these things are out there. And there wasn't one you know, aha moment, if you will, until, well, I guess, well, I guess, Gino, I, maybe we could say that on Thanksgiving of 2021, when I literally go to my parents' house, they groom me up there, say no one's coming because it's COVID, but you and the kids, they tell me that I have to leave my daughter there when I want to leave because I can tell, I know my parents, I know my mother, they're addicted to drama and trauma. Um, I was working with my therapist and I didn't want to deal with it. So I was going to leave with my kids, which became an ultimatum of you can leave with the boys if you leave your daughter, which they targeted my daughter, which in my allegations against me, they said I targeted my daughter. It's projection. It's domestic violence. These are not like esoteric things. It's really fundamental. And um, when my mother and father tried to film me in front of my children saying a script that they had been given by a woman named Rebecca Inman, um, you know, saying, oh, you're crazy and you're, you need help and your children are terrified of you. And they start trying to film it and antagonize and abuse me in front of my children. I'm literally in a trauma state. And, uh, and then when I, I went to go, like my mother was coming at me again, I put my arm up to protect my baby and she comes at me and we haven't released them yet but Gino's seen them Lindsay's seen them and we have the pictures of the bite mark my mother literally biting me on the arm and bloodying my face where she knew I was healing cancer and and then you know where I have neck pain and injury that's guys that's why I'm always leaned over because I have neck pain and back pain uh yeah. from you know, in my history of car accident, whatever, but, you know, literally took me by the hair and yoked me backwards, um, you know, with my baby, my, my small baby in my arms with my two other children looking on and my father not helping me, but saying, Megan, give me the baby, not getting his wife off of me, but saying, Megan, give me the baby. As she attacks me, goes down and bloodies my face, yanks me by the, yokes me up and, and bites me literally like an animal. And I get out with my children. I did not report that night because my father installed the sheriff. And I knew that I would not be on the winning side of things with my children. If I, if I called the police that night, it's a terror. It's, 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 it's a horror reality that I cannot describe. I'm being short in it because I don't want to go off on a tangent in our podcast when we're ending, but people really have no idea what I've endured for the last three years and what my, and more importantly, what my children have endured. And even furthermore from that, what, that, that, that we're just an example. We're just one. Yep. Well, and that's, we, you know, with audience and, and us as well. Um, we, we need to start reporting, you know, all these people that are in these criminal acts to the Crime Stoppers line. And the more people that report, the more something, you know, even if we have to get up there and bang on their doors to report it. That's on, I mean, we are the ones that will have to do something about it. Well, and I kind of, I had an epiphany to say something to that. I had an epiphany this week, you know, and you know, I was doing my own research. Sorry, I guess I'm getting a little choky here. Um, but I, you know, I did have a big epiphany. So we have the police show up all the time, right? 
and they are participating they're covering cps they're you know in these family courtrooms as bailiffs and all this kind of stuff intimidating everything so we have police show up all the time and their biggest excuse these days right to get involved with people and bug people and arrest people find things to to do that is that you know well well we we're obligated to report things we have to report things right isn't that what we hear all the time well well, tell us we're here to care about you because, you know, we have to report. That's our job. We're just doing our job. Well, why are they doing that to everyday American citizens and not like if you're required and you're stating that outright, then why are you not reporting these people? Why are you not doing this? Even I, I've sat for years and said, we have to look at the social workers. We have to look at the judges. We have to look at the courts. We have to look at this, you know, this and that. And that's still valid. That's not negating that whatsoever. But the sheriffs and governors, like we know the Bible and everything, it's the governors. It's not all these higher spirits and everything. It literally states it's the governors. So if we take that literally, why are we not looking at that middleman that tries to play innocence or whatnot, when they're really the ones facilitating, we know the police are involved in this. And so we have mandate reporters. They want to make everyone mandate reporters these days, but then the mandate reporters are like super selective, right? So, you know, if you're sitting there and these cops want to show up on our doors for different situations or things and say, well, I'm welfare check, or I'm doing this because I have to report. This is my obligation. This is my oath. Well, then why aren't you arresting these people? Why are you retaliating against civilians that come forward and say, you know what, this administrator in our local CPS or this commissioner or this judge, they're all working together and they're taking children. And we have proof of it being done in the 80s and even before that. It's all it's all there. They've been and doing it for now. years. Like and especially years. now. Yeah. And now they've gotten to where they're so, they, they think they're so powerful at this point, even from the beginning, they've gained all this might. They think they can do anything to, to us now. No, police should be held responsible. Sheriffs, especially in every county, we need to start pushing this. Why are you not holding these people accountable? Why are you allowing and even participating in retaliation against civilians and citizens that are questioning or speaking out about this? These are not crimes these people are committing. You should be paying attention to this. That does not make sense. That does not add up. It's not okay anymore. If there are civilians and parents and people in your community that are saying, I'm being done wrong, or this is happening with our county, or we see this, that, or the third, then that is their job. That is their sole purpose. That's why they get our money. That's why they collect a salary. And that's also the oath that they take. So why are we allowing them to be skirted? And it's also interesting that the Patriot movement is all about back the blue when it's not black and white. This is not about defunding police. I have supported police my entire life. I will never support corruption. That's something I've said from Gino can attest. That's like my line literally from day one. And I will never support corruption. And so why aren't we holding the who we're giving the highest authorities to like sheriffs in each state? Why are we not holding them accountable to that? Especially when John Walsh is saying you can anonymously call in and report even a suspected crime. I mean, what level are we working at here? Yeah. Like, like let's just be real. I, I can't, I can't, I can't do stupid. Like you have to make it make sense at least. And then I can entertain it. 
And do you really I think entertain that, a lot. They were, and I, even if it, if it was for the good, which we know it's not, but I mean, even if he, he, he's just saying that you can be anonymous. I mean, obviously they could be taking your name down and doing something against you. Look, I want, I want to be wrong on all of this, to be honest. I would love to sit down, like John Walsh could have just like internally in our family sat down and answered these questions from day one. Could he not? Okay. I don't like getting into all these other crazy things. I don't like being conspiracy. I've never been a a conspiracy theorist. I didn't look into cold cases before. I actually didn't look into any of this crime stuff because I grew up in it. Like that, that, that should make sense. Like I literally did not. And to, to have to be faced with these things and deal with these issues when these are fundamental questions, it's not this like up in the air going on for years, connect the dots, get your popcorn. It's none of these things. Like I, I, I wish I could do it still, but I'm really living it. So anyways, Gino. Uh, One, one last question. Yeah. One last question before we go. My good friend, joyful June said, is there a way for people and parents to come together to do a class action lawsuit against CPS for their negligence and criminality? Yeah. I wish people would. We, I mean, there's multiple ways. So, uh, so that's a big thing that I've been talking about and processing the question. It's a great question. Thank you so much for that. Um, yes, there is a way. And actually that's, what's being ignored. That's why I call out DeSantis in my state, who's ignoring my case and at the AG Ashley Moody, your governors, your attorney generals, um, are also participating in this. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, the issue here is, you know, yes, families can come together and sue, but there, yes, we need that. Okay. All right. So that's the thing is that we need the people to start coming together and making initiatives and acting to protect victims, right? Like none of us want to say we're victims, who wants to, who, who's going to come out? That's not where we are, especially when you're parents and you have to fight for your children and you have to be strong. You're not going to say, oh, I'm a victim and put yourself in that. You have to be a victim that's surviving, right? I guess I like to say, I guess that's the best way to put it. I feel like I've been a victim surviving. I hate that I'm victimized. Never would I put myself in this position. That's not cute. And so people, the masses need to understand that these are parents that the masses want to say, oh, there's more to the story or, you know, there's things we don't know that, yes, there is more of the story. The issue, the story is that you all need to be concerned because this is what the reality of it is, right? Before, without going into everything that we know. Mm-hmm. And what we really need is for the American public to come together then be instead of donating to these large NGOs, these large influencer platforms, these 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 large things, is to find a local case, support that, like come up with legal fund, put together funding to start to to support that family so that they can sue in small claims court so they can start doing the things that go around the system that we've found um, as well as also exemplify the fact that the public is not okay with this, right? That we're all coming together to do this. Um, Write to your congressmen and senators, just like my dad says, but really it's about holding the police accountable as well as yes, supporting people and legal funds. This is kids for cash, meaning like my my example, I I am not too proud. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I cannot do anything to fight for my children because I do not have money. 
That's what this, that's how kids for cash works. Okay. Parents do not have money to do this. And they also, if you did, they will make sure that by the end of it, you don't, and you're destroyed and you're probably homeless. Okay. If not locked up. Okay. So blessed be to God that, and Jesus that I'm not, but I'm going off on this, but yes, there are ways to support and do that. If, if the American public started looking into how do we file against our state CPS or DCF, how do we start initiatives to take away that funding? How do we do that? How do we go in front of Congress, like Gino said, but how do we do that as a people and more of an outcry and a demand than through their like politics, right? We get caught up in the paperwork. We get caught up in the, in the, in the politics of it when this is something that needs to be ended now and can be in a day. This is a clear thing. This is, this is not questionable anymore. This is not conspiracy theory. This is not, we have the documents, we have the cases, we have the funding, we have the legislation, we have how this is built up and developed over time to present us where we are today. And that's something that is up to only the American people to come together and do. So I don't have all the answers is also my answer, right? I don't have all the answers. And that is why we're asking the people, that's what empowers, that's, that's what get us, that's what gets us coming together thinking, talking. This is a beautiful thing as a response to a horrific thing. Like, let's all get in gear, guys. Like, I, I, I can't encourage enough. Like, let's get in gear to that. Wow, we can actually do something. And what that something is, is the most important thing that we have, our children, our families. We can come together as communities and say, finally, we're not okay with this, which when we set that precedent, then that sets precedent in other areas that we want to have our saying and be heard about and listened to and followed. You know, yes. this is this is a very beautiful thing, an encouraging thing, but yet we're letting the demonic and the the fear mongering and the politicization and all of the different elements of chaos magic. It is chaos magic is what's going on that's keeping us from just look, this is what it is. We're the people, these are our children. We're not okay with this system, which has become a business. You all aren't even the government. And when you're the government, you're pretending you're not, it's, it's not okay anymore. You know, go ahead, Lynn. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, um, the, it's the root of all evil is money. And when we follow the money, that's where we find the, the criminals. And they think that, you know, with their money issues, um, Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Little man. Um, sorry. They think that I think I'll Yeah, they I mean they run it rough shop. shop. They have no oversight. There's nothing no one watching them. They just use our money and do what they're and doing. Absolute okay. Immunity. And absolute, absolute immunity. A hundred percent. They all sleep at night because they're told like nothing That's can right. touch you because we've been exactly. we've given them immunity. It's insane. Mm -hmm. It's it's this should almost, be the most scrutinized thing. Yeah, oh, sorry. I mean, it's it's like if you wrote this book, no one would believe it. They'd be like, oh, that's ridiculous. 
I mean, that's that's how crazy it is. But it's real. It is <laughs> this crazy. Is These actually people real. are crazy. Yeah. Like it, it's not like people say like, oh, that's crazy. Like just like you said. But yes, it is though. Like it's not this opposition. We've been triggered to be like, no, it's not. Or like having at like mm-hmm. the opposite sure. response. But like. No, like you are saying, yes, it's crazy. This sounds crazy because it is crazy. The fact that the American people have allowed or anyone has allowed this to happen this long is crazy. These people are fundamentally and certifiably crazy. Um, I mean, keep going. It is all crazy. Yes, it is. And is there more to the story? Yes, there's also more to the story. So like, get me on any of your cliche program, not not the person commenting, but I'm saying societal cliche programmed responses to dismiss it, right? To sleep at night. Best interests of the children. It takes a village. More to the story. I mean, these are programmed scripts that they gave the American public to, to, to get by on what they were doing so that you don't question it. You, you said something well, earlier that... Let's get yeah. more sophisticated, guys. Like, oh, honestly. oh my gosh, oh my gosh! I don't even know if I can show you this right now. Let's see if it'll show up on my screen. You won't even believe it. What just? Can Can you see that? What an Amber Alert! What? Yep, yep. Is it a parental yeah. abduction by a parent? Oh, did Let's I see. Get it? No, oh, this is for this, Michigan State Police has issued an Amber Alert for <laughs> Kenahani King, three-year-old black female, three-foot-tall, approximately forty pounds, with black hair, I wearing a black hair. coat and black boots. Uh, was inside a black 2006 Chrysler, blah, 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 Michigan registered, was stolen from the 15400 block in Detroit. That's all I see. They started omitting the suspects, by the way. I've been tracking Amber Alerts and their patterns. In about 2022 or so, they stopped listing what, as much. They will do it here and there, but as much of... Um, the like it's a parent like they'll just like conveniently oh, that. That yeah yeah you're right you're right that. yep mm-hmm. that's true which again people that's weird, don't I didn't look... get it now but it's probably because i have all I no, have... well he's in michigan so it's a statewide mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. I... Uh, I thought it was supposed to be national i've gotten mm-hmm. other states before it's well, you know you never know with these guys no i'm just kidding we but, uh... created it don't we well, that's yep. interesting because I was in a visit with my daughter when we got an Amber Alert in Florida and my visitation supervisor at the time said, oh, that's the child I dropped off last night or whatnot. Oh and, uh, oh and, then I, and then I end up finding out that the child's father used to be a drug trafficker with the, the Indian River County Sheriff's Department who's doing this with me. And he'd be one of the ones with the landscape trucks to be taking the coke off of the private barrier island, uh, you know, wealthy, uh, what is it, uh, uh, John's Island, excuse me, John's Island, uh, private, you know, with the elitists where the DuPonts live and the Piper airline people that I grew up with, which were also the ones noted to uh, training some of the terrorists for 9-11 in Vero Beach. I I was collecting, I haven't sent it to you, Lindsay. I will be sending over the uh, Vero Beach. It's amazing how many famous people have come out of Vero Beach. Do you know you brought up CIA? Yeah, and that business. It's amazing. It's really amazing to see how many famous people 
have come out of Vero Beach, Florida. I, I implore anyone to just look that up. Lake Bell, Tom Segura, Jake Owen. We've got, I mean, keep, we can oh, yeah. just list them off. Yeah. And I've, I've even come across some His name isn't Jake, it's Josh. Officials. He was one of my first boyfriends. Go ahead. <laughs> some high-end government officials and in the military and the government are also have found addresses uh linked to their hometown being hollywood and vero, vero beach and vero beach and ashley moody and desantis all have connections to vero beach florida vero beach is also nationally known as being one of the largest money laundering counties in the, in the united states i mean the list and we have the disney resort timeshare here right across the island from john walsh like we could just go on for days guys so on that note let's wrap it up <laughs> yeah yeah great well, show, I found ladies. That video. i can play it for y'all if you want how long is it uh we can just listen to the first uh few just a little bit uh where i've stopped it at where he talks about the center Oh, the Gunderson one. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Let's end, end on that. Oh. Love y'all. I'm tired. Woo. <laughs> Me too. Oh my gosh. I'm exhausted. I'm surprised my eyes are still open. Oh, I know. I thought I was going to lose you for a second was a CIA covert operation. Organization was a CIA covert operation. The report is from the U.S. Department of the Treasury. And I checked in, did some more check in there, and I find out now the latest information. By the way, you've heard of the National Center for Mission Exploited Children, right? That's a adjunct of the U.S. Department of Justice. And it's kind of interesting because the Department of Justice has been operating this organization for more than 25 years. And I learned that, and they have this listed on their website, that 91 persons disappear every hour in America. It is estimated between 85 and 90 percent. I have five minutes. 85 and 90 percent of the of the, those who disappeared are children. Um, I did I charted uh, this cards that they sent out. They sent them out by the thousands. I guess probably by the millions. And I found out that during the months of June, October, and December, all the children that I checked in the cards. Half of them disappeared during those two, those three months. The other nine disappeared in the other months. If you would check the satanic calendar, this is a this is a covert operation. It's satanic. It's Illuminati. Okay, we're in a spiritual war. If you check the calendar, the satanic holidays, you'll see that the big holidays are the summer solstice, June 21st. Halloween, October 31st, and the winter solstice. Uh, in the back of this pamphlet, I have a list of the uh, satanic holidays. I also have a list, a collage of some of the world's leaders who have pictures of them given the internationally recognized satanic sign, the satanic sign, the horn sign, okay?
this is among my research. How much time do I have? Three minutes? Well, I want to say something also. Adam was taken, July uh, at the time that Adam was taken is also the, t the same time as, uh, so my mother, okay, let me, let me restart here. Uh, my mother's birthday is July 24th um, and Adam went missing on July 27th, days after her birthday. Um, and in the satanic calendar, that's actually the time of the grand climax. So it's, it's very significant. And also there are promises within satanic worship that if you have another child within less than a year or whatnot, there's some weird stuff about if you have a child, another child within less than a year, which I was born within less than a year after Adam was taken, um, which is very controversial and weird in itself. We won't go down that hole tonight, but, um, but I do want to say yes, like for him to state this and, and uh, like I said, satanic calendar. And then he says this, and I don't like to go down on speculative stuff, but if we're, but he is from the CIA and he is, right. they, they learn these things. They let, they have to learn these tactics of these individuals and, and, uh, of the system they had to learn all you know all this well like i always say like just because you don't believe in it doesn't mean that other people don't believe in it whatever that it is right guys yeah. like just because you don't believe in something doesn't mean that there aren't other people out there that believe in that exactly. and we know that like we know that's that's fundamental so you know i um, but for him to say you know he was very you know upfront about the national center and being that catch all. And, and we see this here, regardless of what you think about Ted or not, but thank you for that, Lindsay. Thank yep. you. Okay. Let's wrap it up real quick. Uh, Carrie said, uh, Megan, do you have a contact website email? She can reach out to you at. Yeah. Um, so Megan J Walsh consulting at gmail.com. You can personally email me. Um, I am behind on DMS on Twitter as well as emails. I'm, you know, taking a day at a time. So please be patient. But yeah, Megan J, Megan with an H, J Walsh Consulting at gmail.com. You can personally reach out to my email there or info at protectamericanfamilies.com dot org. Excuse I've me. I've actually had some people reach out to me too with some information. Right. That's what I was saying. Like you, Lindsay does monitor. You can go to my Twitter um, as well at Lindsay Nicole. It's right there mm -hmm. at the bottom, mm -hmm. I think. Um, and you can message me on there um, if you'd like. With Thank you. I was literally on the phone with this lady for like two hours the other day. No, it's so. been wonderful. And we have to, you know, we, we're being focused for a reason. We're not ignoring others and all of that, but we're very focused because this has to be rolled out you know methodically it's not about gatekeeping or anything it's about presenting it and meeting people and the public where they're at um and we're taking in a lot of information because we want to be critical on stuff versus conspiratorial or you know any of that uh that's our main concern here we could we could entertain conspiracies all day long but we really want to get to the root and you know what is factual we've had a lot of great people start contacting like Lindsay said with real research and things that they have found that that we will be moving into in the future so please reach out 
Um, again, also donations are at the bottom there for those, you know, thank you to everyone that always inquires how they can support um, and and is asking me how they can donate. That's that's provided below in the PayPal and Cash App at M. Walsh Consulting. Um, and, and we really thank you for this. I, I couldn't keep going and, and I don't think that the American people understand uh, how much their support means to me um, specifically and keeps me going in this. And, and I know that it also obviously contributes to everyone that supports me like Gino and Lindsay and, and things like that. So we're trying to just get back to a, a good place and for us to present this so that we can come together and uh, hopefully we can start talking about the response to all this once we start moving into solving it, right? And the people stepping up and saying in their states, we're not okay with this. And, you know, we want the National Center investigated. We want John Walsh investigated. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm already in a horrific position to have to say these things and to have to keep saying these things for years on end. Well, my children and my safety literally are at risk uh every post i make every podcast every time i speak out um so i would really just like to end this for all of us to be honest um so we we ask the people to come together and we thank you we thank you so much like humbly really yep. Yep. thank you guys thank you so much over on foxhole thank you on rumble of course um i will put uh the email for you uh carrie i know you're <laughs> she's sleeping her husband's sleeping next to her. So uh, I'll go ahead and I'll drop that in the uh, uh, description box here on Rumble. So you can grab that. And uh, also Lindsay's uh, DM. Um, Guys, thank you so much for joining us. I know there was some trouble on Foxhole. You guys stuck it out. Appreciate you. Um, I, if I would have been watching Foxhole earlier, because I was trying to do a couple other things with the videos, I would have caught that, and I, I, I think I have a fix for that when that happens. So next time I'll be on that, so I apologize. But thanks for sticking around and jumping in Fox in uh, Rumble or just waiting it out over there on Fox. So we appreciate that. Um, sure. There was one more thing. Oh, uh, next Saturday, 11 p.m. Yeah, I know you, uh, Little Red, you wanted uh, an email telling you when the show is. I'll forget. <laughs> I got so many other things going on right now. But I, I tell you this, we're on at 11 p.m. Eastern We're here Standard every time. week. We're right here, here Saturday yeah. nights. And then, you know, if you put your notifications on, you'll also get a notification. Yeah. So you can, yeah. you can do that also. Oh, yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. and on and your, on your way out. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. No, I was saying you know, on any of our Twitters, you can put your notifications as well. We, we put posts right. up with the link in it on the day, on the day of every right. Saturday in the, or in the later day. Yeah. On your way out, if you haven't clicked that thumbs up, please go ahead and do that. If you can share, that would be awesome. Both here on Foxhole and on Rumble, we would appreciate it. Guys, have a blessed night. Thank you so much. Ladies, another great show. Lindsay, great research and uh, articles and videos tonight. Great editing, too. I love your editing. That's always fun to watch. We Um, love it. We love you. We do. All right, ladies, see you next Saturday evening for another show, uh, Reexamined with Megan Walsh. 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Everybody have a blessed night. No blender tomorrow. I have a birthday party to go to. So ah, no dad <laughs> jokes. Come on. No dad jokes. Come on. Okay. No dad well, jokes. Everyone join in next week on Thursdays for the blender too. <laughs> right. Of course, I'll give my uh, my usual weekly Twitter um, promo. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Yes, and, and Lindsay's amazing. We we blend promos. Yeah, we're getting it. We're getting there. I like yeah. it because it's grassroots. We don't have big, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have big platforms and, you know, mm-hmm. whole conglomerates that we're already connected. We're not creating an echo chamber. So I appreciate you guys. I appreciate everyone that's joined us tonight. And let's just let's just keep going, guys. I hope we're giving you more courage to speak up and and hopefully ways uh, that resonate with you to get involved. And, and we just we just ask that, please. Love you guys. God bless. Much love, everybody. Have a great night.